Ready or not, it's episode 15 of the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast. Welcome to the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast. We'd like to welcome everybody to what is, Brent, our one-year anniversary show. This is episode number 15 of the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast. Brent, you ready? I'm ready, man. Let's do it, dude. It's been a whirlwind of a year. It's, it's, it's official it's, episode 15. Yeah, but, by the numbers, it is 15. But looking back, we've kicked out 17 episodes is that, this year. Is that what the count is, we've, Brent? We've, 17? Well, kicked out's kind of rough. We've birthed 17 episodes. <laughs> Yeah, dude, if, if these were kids, we would have a TV show about us, you oh. know, man, did we be raking in we, the cash? We, we, there was a few growing pains, still a few growing pains. Oh, and, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's lessons learned we, along the way. We don't even way. have to sing in kindergarten yet, Whitney. No, I know. It's it's pretty amazing. Dude, a year. Can you believe that it's, I guess you're right, September to September, uh, it's been one calendar year since we started the show. Man, I've had a blast. I, I don't know about you. I know that, you know, you do a lot of the editing. I do a lot of the editing, do a lot of the website work we we both you know kind of bear the load but uh man dude what's your take on it after a year podcasting is hard (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry you may have to do the levels down on that laugh man i apologize it just kind of caught me off guard podcasting is hard podcasting is hard man oh i'm not gonna turn that down we're gonna leave that (laughs) yeah fair enough but it it, dude what i will say it's very rewarding and man brent we have got some of the best listeners in the world because we've had people reach out to us on facebook on twitter in person kind of get it get into that yeah in person just i mean just the emails that we have gotten that are words of encouragement have just really kind of done have just really kind of done my little heart good man i I love the emails i love the facebook interaction i've been doing quite a bit of uh uh, driving the facebook pages of late and it, it kind of excites me to see what what our reach count is and when folks you know find things interesting that yeah that you or i have put up uh put up for everyone to see yeah it's it's amazing i mean even uh even to the point of of the facebook page i mean one thing that i have noticed is that you know our like count has gone up significantly over the past couple of months and i think some i think they just feel sorry for us well you know what that that's fine those poor boys that's from, fine those poor boys from kentucky <laughs> oh <laughs> we'll throw them a bone it's like a kitten oh yeah but what's cool is our reaches you know our, our reaches is picking up and that's what that's what's nice about it i mean brent i was you know checking the phone today heck i think today we picked up like five new five new followers on twitter and and you know that's not like it's not like we're any kind of media powerhouse or anything i mean we're just two dudes sitting in a basement in front of microphones hey, right hey, now. hey, hey. Yeah. Studio. studio studio thank you thank you oh yes i do stand corrected not, we don't want to yeah. get too far behind the curtain studio <laughs> the sprawling broken token podcast studio studio yes it is awesome brent because you know i kick my shoes off and i get you know the nice arcade carpet under my feet and everything well, you get comfy in the studio sweet. you get comfy in the yeah, studio it is it's nice man but the thing is is we're like I say we're picking up you know we're picking up listeners we're picking up followers and and likes and everything like that I just thank everybody for what they're doing for us and we we hope that you've enjoyed year number one and year number two will be a lot more fun than year number one was I know here's here's the thing with the reach you mentioned you know we're getting out we're reaching a lot of folks and I even mentioned that on the Facebook page it's not as to me it's not as much about just getting our name out there as it is providing something to the folks in the hobby and you know as we see that reach expand that tells me that hey yeah we're being successful we're bringing things 
into the hobby. We're forwarding the hobby. Yeah. I know we've had a lot of feedback on products and on things going on. Yeah. Hey, I didn't realize that until I heard you. And oh, then, yeah. You know, that just, and that pays itself forward to the, the maker of that product or the organizer of that event. And yeah. that, that's what I really like doing. Yeah. And it, it, it is neat. And I, and I know that we talk a lot uh, on the show about mods, you know, and, and about... We're going to be mod heavy this episode. We are. We're living the life of the mods, man. Not and, just pinball. Uh, video guys, hold no, on. No, we've, we've got it both for this episode. But, um, you know, Brent, I'm, I'm a lover of the mods. I admit it. And I spend a lot of money on the mods. I spend a lot of money on, you know, the from, from a hobby perspective, you know, the, the hobby kitty so to speak you know it gets uh, rated and quite often i you know i pick up the coffee can and jingle it around and you know hope another 50 cents falls out <laughs> so that i can order that next piece whitney, of artwork why, why or whatever you, why do you have the couch cushions, cushions off again whitney it's, it's what are like you doing? it's like uh, you know rich at this old game release some more artwork man i gotta get on it i gotta do something i gotta do something but um yeah, so I know that we cover a lot of that type of material, but you know, to me, that's what's fun to talk about. And I know uh, from you know for a fact, we've even been contacted by some of the vendors and have said, "Hey, I appreciate you talking about my product because people are mentioning your podcast when they're calling in and ordering stuff or when they're ordering stuff online." And Brent, that that has happened to me no less than three separate occasions oh, over the awesome. past month. Yes, There's yes, no, nobody. Yeah. Nobody communicates with me. <laughs> well, dude, it's. I, I think it's because I'm sitting on Facebook quite a bit, they and it's, feel, it's just. I, it, no. I, I'm an easy chat. They you just. Know? Feel, they feel sorry for me. Well, it, you know, man. I mean, I do all of my work online, and so I've got. The, I'm on Facebook pretty much throughout the day, and people see me green. They chat me up. Man, see, no now that's, yeah, that's one thing that I don't do. Yeah, I, I don't keep an active connection to Facebook through the day. Yeah. Um, it, it just it just doesn't work out that way. Yeah. So. No, I, I understand. I understand. Nope, nope. I don't need pity mail, folks. <laughs> I don't need. <laughs> Brent at BrokenToken.com. Uh, I, I yeah. appreciate pity mail. <laughs> Someone send me oh, some pity mail. Oh, poor Brent. It, it's all good, though, man. So however you get in touch with Brent or I, it doesn't matter. Um, like I say, Brent sees everything that, that I get. I forward over. So, not not you know, everything. No, no, not, not everything. If your wife's I mean, listening, I don't know. Yeah, no, no, not that. But, <laughs> but yeah, like I say, it's all good. Uh, we see everything that everybody sends in, whether it's through the contact page on the website, whatever it is. It does Twitter, Facebook, whatever. We both see it. And and we both uh, we both res- we both respond, and it's just good stuff, man. I've had such a ball this first year. So in the first year, and l- let's throw this out here. I don't know if we've told the story. We've actually worked on the podcast longer than a year. Oh, I, by far, by far. The, but the, yeah, dude, yeah, you brought it up. Lead into the it. The first episode was right out a year ago, and it was. I, yeah. I am terrible. Anyone that knows me knows I am terrible with time. Uh, and I lose track of time in a heartbeat, not just a, an hour or two in the day. I yeah. mean, long expanses of time. It's because we're getting old, Brent. No happens. joke. Yeah, when you mentioned When you mentioned that we'd been doing this a year, I thought, there is no way you have looked at that incorrectly. And I went back and looked at the website. Sure enough, it it's our first release, it was a year. Uh-huh. Yeah. Whitney and I actually, well, let's tell the story real quick. I, yeah. I don't know if we'd actually, have, have we got into the how this all happened no no we haven't and you know something for for this being somewhat of a of a retrospective at least at the at the beginning of this episode i, I think it's i think it's apropos man but no we, i know we've not told this before all right so let's let's go in the way back machine okay um and actually this is topical because we're going to talk about like the second iteration of where we first met yeah, yeah. uh a few years ago uh, a friend of that's mine. That's true. Dude. Yes. You're right. You're fr- right. A friend of mine. Who wow. Is a, a, that's what hashtag segue. <laughs> 
Good. I like how you tied that together. Yeah, exactly. It's awesome, Brent. Professional. A, a few years ago, a friend of mine is, and I hate to even say this, but uh, I don't know if he'll take exception to this, but he's a retired operator. I don't think he likes to think of himself as retired. No. But he, I mean, he does other things. Jimmy's a good dude. Yeah, Jimmy's. We'll, we'll have to get him on the show. You were yeah, talking about. We, we've been meaning to do that. It, it, we've never been able to get the time to do it yet, but I'll tell you what, that man is full of stories and oh, he would, everybody would love to listen to a retired operator who was in the thick of it back in the day oh yeah absolutely all the stories that he's just told you and i it's no, the, insane this the the uh the company that that oh, jimmy yeah. owns you, you guys out there listening I mean, you, you will love it when we have jimmy on. his father started the business and i think it was 54 and he had one piece and he was dragging it around whenever he needed to move it in a car and this was back in the days of the bingo machines, these wow. ginormous machines. So he was in it in the day. Yeah. And uh, he he was a really large operator here in Louisville. Yes. So yes. I hesitate to say the largest because I just, I know that there were several here. Yeah. I, I'm not sure how the others stacked up, but I'm fairly certain he was. And he was he, very successful. Very I know successful. That. Yes. So anyway, uh, I, I've known Jimmy for, for a long time. We had a sale at his, at his warehouse a, a few years back, and Whitney came it's to the been, sale. It's been a couple, two, two and a half years. No, it's been... Oh, it's three, been longer than it's that. It's been three years, good, yeah. because it was right before the Louisville Arcade, the second year of the Louisville Arcade okay. Expo. See, is this, right is where I've lost, this is where I have no concept yeah, of time. It's all good, dude. I got it. So about three... That's why you got it. Right? He, he, he picked, teamwork. He, he team, carried, teamwork, buddy. He teamwork. carries my water all the time. <laughs> so... Uh, three years ago, I had this sale, and if you've been on Claw for any point, any period of time, it was called Open House at the Warehouse. It was here in Louisville. You came in, and uh, pretty much everything was up for grabs, and yep. prices were pretty good. We had a huge turnout. Yeah, so it was big. At one point in time, I'm walking through one of the spaces, and Whitney is standing there, and he's got his hand on a game, uh-huh. and um, he's looking at his phone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he's uh um he's just standing there, and I say, I mean, it's a pretty common pose for me. Yeah, you know? I'm just kind of hanging out. Yeah, just you know, hanging the, out, looking at my phone in the middle know, of just, this, just doing what he does. In the middle of this old dusty building, he's yeah. hanging out, looking at his phone, leaning yeah. on a game. I thought, okay, what, 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 <laughs> what's the, up with who's this? Who's this hoss standing what's here? What's up with this dude? <laughs> yeah. So I asked him if he needed some help, and basically I was just making sure he wasn't there to rob us. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know, he he what he was doing. He had his hand on a converted Crystal Castles cabinet, yes. and someone that he didn't know personally had no. I, I've never met the guy out in the community. Yeah, he had. I don't even know how they got together. He wanted this cabinet because he was going to use it for a project of his. Yeah, and Whitney volunteered to go into come into Louisville and uh, check the cabinet out. And he was just sitting there on his phone waiting for the final confirmation. And then when the final confirmation came across, he was going to hand us the, the cash for the cabinet and wheel it out. And then he was going to work with the guy to get it to him. Yes. Yeah. And I thought, man, that's that's pretty cool. You yeah. Know? Just trying to pay it forward, dude. Just just trying to trying to do somebody a solid. That's what that's all it was. So we had had a couple interactions over, you know, the course of that next 24 months or whatever. And eventually, uh, uh, Whitney, the company he works for, he was assigned as a rep to the company I work for. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now I work for a pretty large company here in Louisville, and just the chances of him not only being assigned to the company, my yeah. company, but he ends up in my building on my floor on a regular basis. On a regular basis. Yeah. I mean, we've got uh, we've got several offices throughout the city of Louisville. 
So I'm standing up one day, kind of stretching, and I'm on a conference call, and I look over, I'm like, I know that dude. He's yeah. walking down the hall. Yeah. Not too long after the call, I go and track him down, and we just have a conversation and catch up, and hey, man. And so over the course of the next few weeks, months, whatever, uh, we talk pretty regularly, and we catch up on the arcade stuff. And yeah. If, uh, uh, if he comes off a rough call or I come off a rough call, we go and you know kind of <laughs> just chat about the hobby and all that. Exactly. Talk about something fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So now I knew Whitney. Uh, he was the driving force behind Broken Token. Yeah. And he, you had already set set the site up. You had some name recognition. Uh, I knew uh, of your stellar work having to do with the Louisville Arcade Expo yeah, and kind of covering fair, that. Fair enough. But it was just a blog. And the, the site, although there, and yes, the name, although there, I hadn't really had a lot of time to put into doing what I had originally envisioned doing with the, with the site and with the name which was uh, a rolling kind of restoration blog and, and you know, parts locator blog and, and things like that. So I quickly realized that being a one-man show on the Internet is, is, is it's kinda, difficult. It's hard yeah. to do, especially when you now have to cover social media and you have to cover, you know, a, a, you know, a litany of things in order to keep yourself relevant and to keep yourself there. So you know, I, earlier I said podcasting is hard. It. it it can be difficult, especially when you dive into it to the degree that Whitney and I dove into it. Don't take that we as went discouragement. All, we went all in. Yeah. And yeah. We, we tend to be a little... Uh, uh, we're... Yes. Yeah. yeah. So don't take that as a discouragement. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll sidetrack real quick and say, you know, if that's something you want to do... Go for it. We would, go for it. We would love to hear more podcasters in this community, uh, you know, p- or more potential podcasters in the community kind of pick up the torch and, and go. I, oh, I'll we're not turning you, dude, the torch over, but... No, yeah. no, no, no. But what I'm saying... that Yeah, yeah. Wrong, wrong phrase. Yeah. <laughs> but, but pick up their own torch and go. How about that? Exactly. And, and then add to the voice of the... Uh, of the community i think it would be a great thing there to are do. several shows out there that can release on a weekly basis and yeah. they're awesome shows they're that awesome Whitney and shows. i listen to yes just the format that we chose it's a little bit more involved it, so. it is and we bring a lot of that on ourselves. i think yeah. because because we like to be thorough we like to uh you know we like to talk we there's you know we we go back and forth with each other on this so yes it lends to the length yes it lends to the format yes it lends to the work involved but at the end of the day i think the product the you know the the product is good and and we're both very proud of what of, you know of what we put out you know looking back over it I'm, well i'm i'm very proud of I don't know, maybe fifteen of the seventeen episodes. <laughs> well, that's that's yeah. true. That's true. It's, yeah. There's always a couple of children. That yeah, are a you kind of cut you, cut your teeth as you go. That's true. So, uh, but anyway, so Whit- we're Whitney- working together. We meet each other. We see we see each other at work, and then we're we're kind of kind of building a rapport that way. Part of part of that discussion, Whitney was talking about podcasts. Yep. And I didn't listen to any podcasts at the time. Oh, really? Not so, one. So you were green to Not it then. Not one. Well, how about that? So I started downloading podcasts as MP3s, dropping them on my phone. I didn't even have a podcast app. Yeah, okay. And I started listening to a couple. And wow, we've come a long way, Brent. Oh, yes, we have. Yeah, we have. So the more I thought about it, and I need I like a Gillette commercial background music or something. <laughs> it just it just feels like, you know, or like a Marlboro commercial or something. We've come a long way, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the now we have to Google this. What was the we've you've come a long way baby? Wasn't that a what that say that was like Salem uh was that a cigarette thing? It was. It's a cigarette thing. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to go back. It's like a win, like a cigarette for women. I, I think it's. Yeah, dude, yeah that, was like, a, have to that was a poor back. choice. Yeah. So, <laughs> so now we're advertising cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, this is not this, cigarettes. This is not that. where I wanted this to go. But keep talking, Brent, because I got to look it up. <laughs> so, I thought, man, 
we we could do something like this. Well, initially I thought I could do something like this. And I, I started to kind of look at some recording equipment, some of the basic stuff. And then the more I thought about it, I, I said, well, Whitney's already got some name recognition. He's already got a website. He's got a little bit of experience there. It's been years since I had, I had done a website. Um, the stuff that I had done websites in was no longer relevant. So I didn't want to have to go and kind of relearn everything. And I thought maybe maybe we can share the load a little bit. So I think I approached you in the break room one day. Virginia Slims. Virginia Slims. Virginia Slims. Yes. My search foo brings it home, man. <laughs> Google. Google yeah. is my friend. <laughs> so I think I approached you in the break room one day. You did, yeah. And Whitney yeah, did. tended to land a lot in the break room, and we do that. We do that with vendors. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I live a mobile life, dude. I mean, I, <laughs> seriously, I work out of my backpack. I don't have an office. I don't have anything like that. So, I, I, I mean, I have my my tablet and my backpack, and Whitney, where Whitney goes, Whitney travels. Yeah. So I walked in and I struck struck up a conversation. I said, "Have you ever thought about doing a podcast?" And his eyes lit up. And yeah, he had. And and just as he had mentioned, the issue was just adding that additional bit of load in in the life because he come he had come to the realization that I did, which was to do we we jumped in real quick and real not jumped in real quick. But when we got together and started discussing, we realized that we kind of had the same vision for what we would like to do. Yeah. And we knew that that was going to be uh, somewhat difficult for just one person. Yes. So, um, yes, it, it very w- when we as we started talking it out, it, it made so much sense that, yeah, we can get together and we could do this. So we started laying plans and uh, we we divide we did it like a divide and conquer type situation. We realized kind of what we needed to do, everything from hardware to software to uh, website work to uh, where, you know, the listing servers like Stitcher and SoundCloud. And, oh, yeah. And we just, iTunes and everything. Yeah. yeah. So we made ourselves a list and we divided the list up and we just went at it. Yeah. So, you know, like for Whitney jumped right in. He started revamping his website. I kind of went after the hardware initially. Yeah. And did research and figured out how to make that work. He did research and figured out how to make you know, the, the listing server stuff work and how to tie it into the website, yeah. uh, how to revamp all of that stuff. And then we worked Whitney, I think it was probably five months. We did. And, and a lot of people may say five months. Wow. It really takes that long to get that stuff done. No, it doesn't. It's just that, you know, with, when you look at careers and family obligations and everything yeah. like that, and especially not having done any of this before, Everything was everything was kind of a you know a, a ground up a ground up learn cycle you yeah. know so and we're still learning like on the hard, on the hardware side if you listen yeah. to us at Little Arcade Expo we use studio style mics now yeah when someone was talking do that again yeah, no yeah when somebody was talking into the mic they were pretty clear but as soon as they were quiet it was like it would just draw the sound from the room in yeah and um, the silly thing is is I've got friends Whitney's got friends that are musicians yep yep so you know that led us off to ask some more questions and now another set of mics and yep. for doing on location for doing on location. Yeah. And we've just, we've revamped and revamped and it makes it easier on us as we've yeah. gone along. Yep. Yep. Sure. Enough. And, and we don't want to discourage anybody. There's, you know, I, I'll, here's a shout out to uh, um, a fellow podcaster, Nate Shivers over at coast to coast. Yep. He, he is ostensibly a one man show. Yeah. And I know he's got a mobile recording rig and he's, which is a handheld and uh-huh. they're, they're so high quality. They, these they days. are. They're, they're amazing. Yes. And I think he uses a headset just from listening to his show into a, into a PC when he's doing 
he's not like out roaming like at a show. Yeah. And he sounds great. Yep. Yeah, he does. So, you know, don't let us discourage you. It's just the way that we chose to do it and the yeah. format that we chose to have. Yeah. So, yeah. so it, it just it just led into some spin-up cycles and everything like that. But it, like I say, I think everything's worked out well. You know, we've we've pretty much got a process down and everything seems to be working well. But yeah, it, it, it was one of those things where it was one of those things where, where we did. We took, what, Brent, four or five, maybe even close to six months to get everything kind of spun up mm-hmm. and to, to learn through everything. And we couldn't work on it continuously. We couldn't spend any significant cycles on it, especially at first while we were you know, doing a lot of research and figuring out how to how to get things to the point to where we could actually release our first episode. Speaking of, we are so excited. We, we had we had gotten to the point where we were ready to record. Yeah. You know, yep. we had we had things to learn. We had bits of software to learn. We're still learning. We had to work with our mixer. We had to work with mics. We had to figure out what our levels were like. Yeah. And we were ready to go. Yeah. And we were sitting there yeah. in the sprawling Broken Token podcast studio. Oh, what, what has become the podcast studio. Yes, yes. yes. And we just looked at each other. And it's like, what do we do now? And what do we say? And how do we start? And how do we come <laughs> off and not just go, well, here we are. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Two dudes from Kentucky. Now we talk. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it probably took us, I, I, it wasn't four or five minutes and it wasn't four or five hours. It probably took us a good 30 minutes or so. To, to kind of get spun up and warmed up. Yeah, you know? just to sort yeah. out how to do it, how to interact, how to, what even to say to yeah. lead into it. It's, it. It is kind of tough, but it all worked out. And, you know, I think the, the first episode was, was hard. The second episode was actually harder. And then after you kind of establish a rhythm, then it's, it's good to go. But it feels good to sit down and, you know, kind of think about you know, where we've come from and, and, you know, potentially where we can go, you know, for over the next year. But it's been a, it's been a neat ride, man. We've covered a lot of ground and Brent, the people that we've met, I mean, it's, it's just been, it's just been unreal. It's been, you know, it's phenomenal. I, yeah. I've had the opportunity to, to meet some fans here in town where I've been to, uh, like a local venue where you can do some on location play. We've yeah. mentioned Zanzibar before and, uh, I've had folks come up to me and say, oh, hey, I, I listened to, and this was even in the early days. Yeah. Uh, the early days. Yeah. A year old. <laughs> I listened to the show and I'm like, you're our fan. We yeah. found, I found the fan. Yeah. I had to call Whitney. I it's found our fan. pretty amazing. Yeah. And, and then you go to something like, uh, um, you know, Louisville Arcade Expo shortly thereafter. And you, the same thing, you, you, a lot, a lot of folks come up and uh, from out of town, too. from out of town. Yeah. And then, you know, some months later you go, we go down to Atlanta yeah. and we're Southern Fried Game Room Expo and just it, meet the nicest people in the world. Oh it's, yeah. It's amazing. It, it has been a ball. It, it has been a ball. I, I so much so look forward to, you know, year number two and beyond. We're just getting started. Just getting, just getting this, this train warmed up. So it, it's, it's been neat. And, you know, Brent, I think one of the biggest things or one of the biggest compliments that, uh, that I think resonates throughout the feedback that we've gotten over year number one is... Our accents? Oh, that's definitely there. That 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 comes in before that walks in the door before we do. Yes. So there's there's no way around that. But I think one of the biggest uh, one of the biggest points of feedback that that tends to resonate with me as I look back over the email and and the contact form submissions and everything like that is people just appreciate uh, you know being being a voice of the hobby and and putting a good foot forward. So that's that i think that's the tradition that we that we need to uh, that we need to continue man and, and i feel that we will it's worked for us and yeah. you know we're gonna uh, i'm glad that 
do we put the time and effort in on the front side to to make some some decisions as to where we wanted the show to go and how we wanted it to run and the time and effort into those has paid off. Yeah, it has. And, and you know, the main thing though is everyone who, everyone who is, who's listened and taken the time to um, provide us with some feedback uh, when we're out live, they see, you know, they see us and, and give us some, give us some feedback or some constructive criticism or whatever. We appreciate all of that because that means people listen and that means they think enough of the show to say something. So keep it rolling. Yeah, you know, it tells it, us we're adding value. We're adding value and it, and we're able to kind of change some things on the fly as we go. And Brent, there's a lot of segments that we did early on in the podcast that I, that I want to, you know, that I want to get back into like the deep dives and things like that. Yes, definitely. We need to revisit. It, we we yep. do. We do. And, and for everybody who, and that tends to be like a, a fan favorite for, for the feedback that we've gotten. A lot of people tend to like that. And so the one thing I will say is, you know, over this over this summer, it seems like from you know, okay, we're we're recording this September, early September, two thousand fourteen. It seems like from about April to June into July, we you and I have been on the road quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I've had a lot of work travel over the summer, uh, leading into the summer. The shows that we've been in, the shows that we've been to, so it's kind of created a little bit of a of of a I, I guess a cadence kind of sidestep on on the show release schedule and things like that. So this this show should get us back on track, you know, from from a timing perspective. But where I'm going with this is that you know over the past three months or so, we've done a lot of live show uh, releases and we've we've done a lot of content that has not been studio content. I guess is the best way to say that. So um, you know that seems to be well received, but but at the same point in time, it's nice to kind of get back to the roots you know for new listeners to the show yeah um i'm, I'm looking at the the show list you know the last several episodes and uh this is episode 15 by no, the numbers uh 14 was a was a studio show and a lot of that was some recap of the seven, Fro- seven yeah, fried game room expo just really kind of catching up exactly 13 we were live in cincinnati and uh, we had a set in with John Salter, who's uh, a world record holder in armor tack and a marathoner. And in the background of that show, Estel Goffinit is going for a world record in kicker. And he's actually, in my opinion, I don't know if he'll admit to it, was starting to, to flex his muscles to kind of get into that marathon yeah. mode. Yeah, to, I mean, to, he's, he's proven his metal to play the, uh, to play a marathon type game. Uh, the two prior episodes, it was uh, Southern Fried Game Room Expo live. Uh, a panel discussions from that show and, yeah. and there's some awesome stuff there yeah uh, and then some studio shows prior to that it so you know we're uh, as Whitney said it has been an interesting summer yeah and uh, a lot was learned in terms of timing and the like and yeah. you know I, I, we we Whitney and I really try to learn from from the past so and I'm not gonna say mistakes because none of it was a mistake it was oh, all no. awesome no no but it's going to help us with our planning going forward. Yeah, so. it, it really is. So it's like I say, it's as we said in the last studio episode, it feels good to kind of be back in front of the mic and, and just really kind of talking through the topics again. So, you know, after uh, after not being in the in the studio for you know a couple of months, but, you know, it all works out. And I think it, it helps to keep uh, it helps to kind of keep the, the content rolling and keep it fresh. All right, Whitney. So speaking of talking through the topics, let's yeah. uh, let's shift gears a little bit. And uh, yeah. 
Let's hit some updates. Uh, yeah, what, let's let's do it, man. What, are, what have you had going on? Well, Brenna, I will say this. I had kind of alluded to this in, I guess, the, the intro of the show, but I have been on the road for work the past month, month and a half. Not... not um, not not sequentially, but in and out, you know. And Brent, you know, you can attest to this. Just not even being able to really keep track of where I was no, at I, at let's, any let's point be honest, in time. There was a point. There was was it two or three weeks where you were gone? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was just completely living out of a, of a suitcase and just gone for almost three weeks. Yep. And that does make you know that does make the podcasting schedule a little a little tough and a little challenging. But but I did get to do some really cool stuff while I was on the road, and so. From 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 a updates perspective, I want to talk about that first because um, I, I did a lot of my work travel or a lot of my travel was related to work for some conferences that I went to and everything like that. So I do want to give a quick shout out to Preston and Patrick at the Game Room Junkies because they were nice enough to host me uh, while I was down in Atlanta for one of the conferences that I was at. So I got to spend a night with them and you made uh, a guest appearance on uh, on Game Room Junkies. Yes, yeah, I, I did. They they did a they they did kind of like a, a surprise ten ten question segment with me and it, it was just it was a lot of fun. I was so. out, I, yeah, I felt kind of special because I you know I'm just out cutting grass listening to their show and yeah. I, I was like. I know that Whitney dude. He's, a, he's on a podcast. <laughs> it was pretty sweet. Yeah. So uh, uh, Patrick was so nice to to host myself and and Preston. Yeah. Uh, one I think it was like a Thursday evening or something while I was down in Atlanta. We played pinball, drank some beer, just t- talked shop, and then hopped on the microphone and and you know cut a segment for their show. It was it was great fun. So that that was awesome. That was awesome. So guys, I, I appreciate your all's hospitality so much. But uh, after wrapping up, and, re- rephrase that. I appreciate Terrell's hospitality so much, but uh, yeah, cut that out, Brent. I didn't mean to say but. <laughs> I was looking at my show notes. Here, and just, then, just start again. Just yeah. start again. It'll be all right. I appreciate all their hospitality <laughs> so much, and was able to then transfer on to Seattle, where I spent a week. Looking out for you guys. I appreciate that, man. Um, that, that's what I get when I'm talking and reading different reading different notes. You know, the mind just goes. <laughs> like that and it's gone podcasting is hard podcasting is hard hashtag but um i was able to transfer on to seattle where i spent about a week and a half uh at a conference out out in seattle and brent i got to go to the seattle pinball museum and man it was it was fantastic there is a facebook photo out or there's a photo album up on our facebook page where i've got probably 30 or 30 40 some odd pictures whatever that may be the, 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 the game room is awesome it is it is and, and what's cool about it though is the the one of the co-owners her name is cindy martin i got to spend a little bit of time with her um she had uh you know she she had heard of the show and i was really kind of surprised about that but I pleasantly surprised about that because you just never know how far your reach is brand mm-hmm. so it, it was just cool to hear that uh that she she'd heard of the show and everything and so I spent a little bit of time talking with her um uh, and i did not realize this but she showed me their wizard of oz pinball that they have and it is a special edition i see that that, that jack actually de- hand delivered to them oh so it is number zero it is number one of one one of one one of one yes and there's no other wise uh on planet earth like that one now what's different about that 
the uh it it was i asked her that and she said there were some differences in the apron design and uh jack of course signed it and um there's there's just like little there's like some led differences and just some minute play field differences um she said that it was not a pre-production machine but it was not a production machine okay Mm -hmm. so it's somewhere somewhere in between i would almost consider it i would say you know it's it's not a beta version it's probably more so like a very late release candidate if you're thinking about about it in terms of software or something along those lines something that i can relate to so uh so it it was neat to see that as she was pointing out just some of the some of the minutia that's different from a you know i guess you're you're contemporary or your production you know your production wizard of oz pinball but yes that is number one of one so that that's that was very neat to see so So in speaking with her did you get any history on her how did how did did she just get involved from a business perspective or does she have a background in pinball or coin op you know i failed on that regard brent but i i think i've got a i feel like i've got a fairly good excuse it was busy and she was taking care of customers gotcha. and so so i, I only That's really fine. got oh, to yeah. spend i really only got to talk to her kind of in between uh, in between times where she wasn't busy and could spend three or four minutes talking to me but you know apparently it's it's a it's a family-run organization family-run business and i know that they have launched parties there uh I, I know that they they tend to rotate their stock quite a bit because i've even gone I, I've, I've since followed them on twitter and you can find them on twitter at it's called c pin museum just s-e-a-p-i-n museum so that's the seattle pinball museum on twitter and i in following them i've noticed that they they post like um like lineup changes and when they rotate games in and out and things like that so apparently their collection is much bigger than what you see in in the facebook photo album well, they're, okay? they're there's quite a few games in the Facebook album. I'm looking at it right now, and one of the things I like that they they do. Well, I'm seeing wedge heads. I'm seeing yes, you know, uh, yeah, the, the, well, the, the godly, godly wedge heads. Yes, uh, I'm seeing everything up to the new Stern games. Yeah. And oh, dude, yeah, they, they've got cards on top of each game not only with its name but i'm guessing i can't read here in the picture but i'm guessing a little bit of history about the game it is there's notable history about each game what what made the game um i would say significant you know from from an interest standpoint Mm -hmm. from 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 the entire spectrum of of pinball machines you know what made that machine stand out or or why is it notable so yeah so that's there and you know if if you just think about everything that you see and i and i would i'd ask that you know everybody listening kind of you know, if you can hop onto the internet or next time you're on, go take a look at the Facebook page and, and, and pull up that, uh, you know, pull up that photo album and see, I mean, I essentially did walk through shots of yeah, everything, everything, everything that's in there. They're, and they're, they have a beautiful neat. black hole. Yes. Whirlwind, it is. Adams. Yeah. Creature. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had an opportunity to play, which it's the data East, uh, uh, with Rocky and Bullwinkle, Rocky and Bullwinkle. And you know, you know I've never played it. I've had an opportunity to, and I should have done that. And you know, what's that. interesting about Rocky and Bullwinkle is that game was fun. The call outs were good. Was it? The, the, the ball action was good. The, the rule set seemed is simplistic enough. I feel that, um, that, that it rewards you as you even for a novice, such as myself walking up to the game, not having really any kind of playtime or any, any type of, um, familiarity with the game. It worked well. It flowed well. It played well. I wound up playing that game 
or I, I'm sorry, I wound up, yes, I wound up staying at that game for probably almost a half an hour. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I just played it over and over yeah, and over if I, if again. I get, if I get one in front of me, I'm going to have to play it. And you owe it to yourself to give it a shot. It was one of the gems inside inside the, the, the pinball museum, I thought. Champion okay. pub, scared stiff. Junkyard. Yeah, and Guns N' Roses. I've already started. scrolled through. TNG was there. Batman was there. Uh, I've already scrolled through a lot of the EMs. Target Alpha, Spin Out. Oh, Spin Out looks real cool. Spin Out was fun. Target Alpha, Brent, you've talked to me about that before, just you know, like in private conversation and everything. That Target Alpha is a good game. It was a lot of fun. I, li- I liked it a lot. 4 million BC. Now, I've heard of that title. I have never played one. It's got a uh, uh, like a T Rex on the back glass. Okay. And uh, is that is that like a, a tube or a wire form at the top? It, it looks like, like an it, early kind of. It, it looks like a wire form to me it, it, from from the best from the best that, that I can tell from mm-hmm. the picture and everything. But it was interesting because it it played good. I, I don't really know that it would be one that I would go and seek out myself. I, I mean, I you know theme wise. Theme-wise, it, it, I mean, it's neat, but it's nothing that really talks to me that mm-hmm. much. But when you start looking at, at those early EM, you know, the early EMs and the wedgeheads and things like that, you you have to put theme aside, and you have to you have to put yourself back in the time period of those machines and say. What were they trying to do? What yep. were they appealing to? Who were they appealing to? The themes that they had available at the time. And you have to appreciate them for what they are. Well, and, that, and that's what I tried to remind myself of while I was standing over on that side a, of the of the museum. A lot of these games, if you go back and listen to uh, the, the Clay Harrell's top cast. Oh, the top cast, yes. It, and you listen to the designers that were really active in the EM days they would design the game and then it would go it it would almost it was almost as if like it would go through a, a magical door and then someone on the other side of the door would art it it wasn't that they were designed necessarily hand in hand i th- i'm going to do a game based on a dinosaur yeah and uh of course all that's kind of changed with theme based games now but anyway yeah. yeah with licenses and everything along those lines but at that point in time there were no licenses but at the same point I think they tried to capitalize on on what would be considered Americana and popular and, at the time, and, yeah. and, and, and popular themes at the time. And there's really not so much a rule set per se on on the older game on the older EM games. It, it, I, knowing there is a rule set, but it's not deep like today's yeah, rule sets yeah. are. There, there's no there's no way for them to to stack the for for them to stack the achievements and everything like that in those types of games to the level that like Stern does on their rule sets today. It's just not possible. Yeah. But they You'd are have to fun have to play. That's that's why those bingo cabinets yes. where if, if anyone's ever seen a bingo game, the heads are three times as deep as as a head on a modern pinball. And the bellies, the the bottom portions of the cabinets, they're even deeper yeah. because it was just piles and piles of uh, relay well stepper motors and, and relays yes and, and stepper motors and everything that you needed to do to set set state yes to say okay well he's achieved this or she's achieved that or now whatever do, now do this yeah exactly yeah. to essentially build a bunch of if thens <laughs> yeah exactly the rule set you know from a you know, from, from a scripting perspective or a programming perspective so yeah so it turns into that so um like i say you you do have to appreciate the games for what they are and realize that no they're not as deep no the, the 
the, the play time is usually not as long or anything along those lines. The, the play field is slower. Um, a lot more, uh, there, there's a lot more empty space on the play fields, but Brent, they have charm, man. Mm-hmm. And just the sound of them is just unbelievable. And the nice thing about the Seattle Pinball Museum is all of them worked. Well, and they, they worked well. If they've got a little collection, uh, you know, that they can rotate, that's the way to do it. Yes. You know, yes. keep, keep yourself a back stock. Yeah, and have a few games in 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 your back pocket, so yeah. to speak, and then you've got uh, you've got room in terms of time to work yeah. on things. That's awesome. Now, th- there's there's two levels to the place. You walk upstairs. Uh, they do have some arcade games. They had um, they had a, a Missile Command. They had a Sea Wolf, which uh, Brent, I don't know. Have you ever played Sea Wolf? Not. It's interesting. I don't know that it would have a lot of sticking power for me, but it was fun to play, and it it worked it worked extremely well, and it was neat. I really appreciated I appreciated now, it for what it was. Refresh my memory. You've got uh, your submarine captain, and there's a boat that crosses basically crosses a screen, and it's a matter of a time shot. It, it's, it's a matter of a time shot, and and th- there's different boats like a U boat and things like mm-hmm. that that move at different speeds that are, have different. I've never point played values. it, but I have heard of. Okay. It, it, it was neat. It was neat. I just don't know that it would be one that I would go down and immediately say, "Oh man, I got to I got to get home and play some Sea Wolf tonight." It just, I don't know. It it just didn't have the the repeatability for me. But I I like I say, I appreciate it for what it was, and it is a popular game among collector circles and i can i can understand why i mean i can see why people who, who have an affinity towards it would like it but mm-hmm. uh it was neat so I, I actually wound up spending about 20 minutes or so playing seawolf and thought thought it was uh thought it was pretty cool but you know there there, there was that there was missile command i see a galaga yeah, there was a galaga there it's and never a party till galaga shows up that's that's what they say so <laughs> you know despite my misgivings on galaga but and I, I waxed on that uh all over the the last game room junkies podcast episode <laughs> everybody uh everybody who listened to that knows my knows my thoughts on galaga but nonetheless uh that was there and um there was also a sammy there brent and i figured that you would uh i, I know knowing yep. that you know you're kind of into the some, some of the older you know em arcade games and things like that or have worked on them in the past the sammy was there and it was cool dude it was a lot of fun to play it was hard oh dude it was so hard i have i've played one yeah actually the 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 sale I mentioned earlier where I'd met you at one point in time, we had a lot of uh, EM games from yes. from the seventies and you know uh, I don't know what the range was but yeah early to mid seventies yeah and uh, um, uh, there was several Sammies yeah. and a local collector bought them and brought one to. A little arcade expo. There, there was three yes. years ago. Three, I think it, was three was, years. it was the second year, so it was three years ago. He he went through it, and I so I got to play it. It's it neat, was, yeah. And it's Sammy, and that's S A M I, and that's like surface to air missile interceptor, I believe. If they, if that's not if memory serves me correctly, I probably should have show noted that. But uh, but nonetheless, that that's that's what it is. And like I say, it's it's an E M arcade game for lack of a better term, and it's just it's awesome. It's neat. So Atlanta and uh, Seattle. Any other travels, arcade-related travels? Well, dude, yeah, and this is uh, th- this is a guilty pleasure, I guess, that I need to come clean on for the show and everybody else because at some point I want to talk about it and I want to talk about my experiences with it and kind of how it kind of how it runs. But, um, dude, my my last set of travels were. Um, 
were a couple, eh, probably not a couple. It's probably like three or four trips up to Cincinnati for work. And, oh, I'd forgotten about those. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, going back and forth, and, and one trip I was able to at the end of the day, I was able to parlay. Um, some coordination with uh and, and as soon as i start saying this people are going to go ah i know it i know it i know what he's been up to but uh, i was able to parlay a trip and coordinate my time with uh trent at tilt amusements and yes i rode up to columbus and yes i took delivery of a uh of a new inbox iron man vault edition Ooh. okay yeah i know and dude it it is so awesome, and I—I I mean, it—it's—it's that, that pen's great. Have that you unboxed awesome. it? Huh? Have you unboxed it? No, I have not. <laughs> I would, I would be out of my skin. Well, I am out of my skin right now. And here's the reason why is because, dude, I've been so busy and I have not had the time to get, uh, to get it downstairs and to get it unboxed. But I know it's awesome because I've played the pen a whole lot and, uh, but you haven't played outside, the vault edition, but version. I have not played the vault edition, but the LEDs and the upgraded sound, everything like that, it should be like even 10, 10 kinds of more awesome, I guess. So it, I'm looking forward to I'm it. putting the bug in your head. So you go, I know, I, I know, dude, I'm hoping that this weekend i get the time the contiguous time to where i can get it downstairs get it unboxed and get it set up and everything like that so the issue though and, and Brent, I, I do feel that i've got a little bit of an of a decent excuse from a what have you had going on perspective is i have had to do some rearrangement in the game room and collect all my pins and put them into one part of the room and i do have uh some legs that are out for powder coating right now so i've got one pin up on a dolly and everything else so i even even if i bring the iron man down i I can't get it into position right now where i want it so it's been an order of operations issue so which uh which pin has its legs out for powder coating uh my acdc does oh yeah turning that baby red man red lucy red baby so are you you gonna do the uh uh, the rails as well yes yeah do i'm doing the rails and and everything so i'm working with uh working with a a guy uh, on pin side and so we'll see we'll see how everything turns out and that should uh that that should be done powder coated legs and rails another pin haven't you yes yes i have okay i couldn't recall if you've done it i did my i did my tron okay that's right that's right i did my tron orange so the same gentleman or uh, no actually a different gentleman this okay. time around. So, and it's and it's not because of dissatisfaction or anything like that. It's it's more so about um, some. I've been doing some. Um, kind of like some some mod testing for for this gentleman and so and have uh have bought a couple of his uh pop bumper mods and everything and so it's it's work it's working out well so now not yeah. too long ago and i don't know if this ties in with the iron man you had where did you post something about some subs and there was a deal on some subs yes and so that's the other thing that that i have uh that i've been that Gee, i've been I working on. on that is it What's I'll that go, now? Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, okay. I, you're gonna hear me fear, uh, feverishly clicking away. Yeah. So, so dude. So here's the thing. So, um, I've got a sub on my ACDC, and I, I love it. It sounds so good. And um, the Tron needed a sub. It needed a sub pretty bad. Okay. And I'm not saying that Tron sounds bad, but after after it, hearing, this sounds like justification. It, 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 yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So th- this is Whitney talking himself through the reason why he does what he does. You know, so that it so that when I'm driving alone in my car and I'm talking to myself about everything that i'm doing it's like it doesn't sound quite so sad (laughs) but nonetheless um 
Tron definitely needed needed some help or need, needed something to give it a lot more presence, I guess you could say, okay? And so I started looking at subs and had actually gone back and, and you know, I, I had to look through our Facebook page, Brent, because I know that I'd posted about subs like a year, year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, what what did I what, what did I post? So I went back and I started digging through the, the posts on the Facebook page. And found it where I'd posted about a Polk sub, a a 10-inch Polk sub. Now, had you purchased this? Because in looking at this, I am... I'm not going to yes, jump. Off. I had purchased. I had purchased one. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to jump one. off the mic, but and crawl underneath my Adams family. But yeah. I am 99 percent sure that's exact. That's the exact model I I've got on my Adams. Yeah, it's like the Polk. I think the the PS PW or PSW 10. Yes, PSW 10. Yeah, the PSW 10. And so I've been very happy with that sub. And so and I knew which sub I was after. It's just like, man, where did I buy it, and what deal did I get on it? So I had to go back and and see what it was priced at at the time that I had originally made the post on it and then I looked at you know went back and searched through through my email to see what I had paid for it and everything like that and I just wanted to see kind of uh, kind of what the sub was was what it was being asked of mm-hmm. today from a money perspective turns out the sub's gone up in price quite a bit now see I remember paying yeah we'll throw it out there I mean it, as we record right here at the beginning of uh, um, September yeah it is the link you had. It was ninety nine ninety five from a seller on eBay. Yes, actually, that, that's Polk. It, it, you're buying direct from Polk. Yep. It's a factory refurbished sub directly now, from Polk. Here's the thing. I just went over to Amazon and yeah. plugged it in. Yeah, ninety nine ninety nine free shipping. And uh, uh, I'm scanning it right now to see if it's a refurb. So okay, so okay, so you're looking at that. So um, when I made my initial purchase, or I'm sorry, when I made my second round of sub purchases, uh, it was about 140 bucks on Amazon. So it's it's definitely dropped in price. Yeah, because I when I bought this, I don't want I want to say I didn't pay any more than 100 dollars. Yeah, and I had gone back to buy an additional one or two. It had gone up. up. So yeah, it it definitely flips around. It, It fluctuates quite a bit. So at the time that I made my purchase, I, I bought them directly from Polk on eBay, and uh, I, I wound up making a second post about that on the Facebook page, and we'll, we'll have it in the show notes too, because apparently um, the, the Polk uh, the Polk store on eBay runs these subs at that price pretty much all the time. Okay, so I, w- I went ahead and said, okay, so cool. So I've got the Iron Man. Um, Tron needs a little. Tron needs a little bit of help. So I ordered up two of those subs, and they came in, and I'm looking very forward to getting them hooked up to the machines and then that way um you know my three sterns will have will have subs and we'll be sounding you know like awesome and stuff Sweet. so yeah, yeah you have to space it's, them it's apart awesome. so they don't all overdrive one another yes yeah exactly so you do have to space them apart you'd have to be a little bit careful about what you do but uh but you know from that standpoint brent that, that's really what i've had going on and and it's kind of sad it's kind of sad from from that standpoint i've not really worked much in the game room i've not really you know done a lot of refurb or a lot of restoration work or anything thing over the summer just because of my my work schedule but uh yeah getting the iron man was a score for me and i I so love that title every time that i had played it at an expo or or played it in some in someone's collection i was just so pumped so pumped that that title became available again that as soon as i heard it uh dude you know i I know you and i talked it through uh you know about six ways to sunday before i went ahead and finally made the purchase but i was just so amped that that title came back out so i I, I, I jumped 
jumped on it. You, Whitney's a big Iron Man fan. Oh, just yeah, I'm I'm a Mar- I'm an Iron Man Mark. Several, is what I am. Like, yes, not lo- too long love after the character. Not too long after Iron Man three came out, we we had sat down to record an episode, and we spent the probably the better part of 30, 45 minutes on mic, yeah. just because you know we're playing with levels and all that. And Whitney just looked over and says. You seen the new Iron Man? Yeah. I said, yeah. He goes, what did you think of that? And we got into this long, detailed discussion about the character. And, oh yeah. Yeah. Kind of how the movie turned out. We, we, we just picked it all apart. So yeah. yeah, I'm I'm a big I'm a big Marvel movie fan or a big comic book movie fan and eh, a big comic fan as well. You see Guardians of the Galaxy? Not yet, but man, I'm oh, so looking forward to that. Have you seen it? I've seen it. Is it is it is I it good? Loved it. I everybody everybody says it is awesome, dude. Now, I, I cannot this, wait to see it. You know, not. Uh, <laughs> this this is the broken token podcast. This is a- <laughs> Let's talk movies, man. <laughs> yeah, segue. Keep going. Uh, the the current no quarter podcast. Uh, they had mug cast. They had a they had a segment where they talked about coffee mugs, and it was it was funny. Oh, it was that's fun. cool. Yeah, they was in good humor, and the segment was real. Sh- it wasn't a segment. It was yeah. real short. It was, yeah, they, they poked fun at themselves. But uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> mug cast. And that's funny. I will say this: if you're if you're out there, if you're listening, if you're thinking of going and seeing it, and uh, we throw this out real quick, there is a little bit of language in it. Yeah, and because when you see the previews and it's got the rocket raccoon character yeah he's going and, ah yeah it's got some yeah. colorful and it looks like and then uh Groot the tree yeah the, and it looks like it would be very kid friendly yeah it does have some language in it that, that, that's so that, just yeah. just a warning yeah, if, if you don't, don't base it on the don't base it on the previews yeah so. it, it looks like a very very good movie so I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing that but um anyway but nonetheless, Arcade stuff. yeah, yeah. So, like I say, I'm a big comic fan, uh, big big Marvel series fan. So, the, the the Iron Man theme really spoke to me, and I just I, I loved it. So, yeah, I had to uh, had to make it happen. So, that's uh, you know, it, it, from from that regard, Brent, it's it's pretty much been traveling on the road, visiting visiting with friends, and 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 visiting places, and then uh, getting the Iron Man. So, I hope if all goes well by next episode, I will have a, a good first hand recount of setting up the Iron Man and getting, you know, starting to play on it and everything like that and, and having something to report back. Well, make sure you don't use the balls that, sh- that Stern ships with it. Why not? Well, uh, every every one that I've ever seen, that, yeah. that even like with the new, the latest one I've seen was a Metallica. Yeah. And the, the, the balls they ship were just terrible. Really? Yeah. They they kind of uh, uh, chintz out on the balls. So, I don't know so what, what you're telling is. me is I, I okay. Got to spend more money at Pinside is what yeah, I go just drop, heard you go say. Go drop a couple. Not at Pinside. Pinside I, doesn't I, sell I said, pinballs. I said Pinside. I mean Pinball Life. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, put your, put your good set of balls. Yeah. In it. Okay. Fair enough. Oh boy. Oh vain. Just more <laughs> more more money to spend. So it's all good, man. But then again, I am overly picky. Yeah. So. Well, I am as well. So okay. Well, that's a, that's a lesson learned for Whitney. So so like, what brand would you recommend? I mean, if I'm going to you buy, know, I, I I tend to get the the balls from uh, Pinball Life or or Mar- Marco. I Mar- haven't got from Marco. Yeah, I've, I've stayed away from the the Silver Jet balls and all that. You know, because there are, there always seems to be this little hook if you got a game with magnets and yeah. Uh, the keeper games that I've got thus far have got magnets in them. Okay, and so I've just I've just gone with their normal everyday pinball from okay. Pinball Life or Marco, depending on who I'm ordering. From. Interesting. Okay, I mean, if anybody out there listening has a recommendation, help me out. I would really appreciate it. Yeah, just we'll to, pass that along. Yeah, yeah, just put it. Yeah, post up on the Facebook page or shoot us an email or tweet it up or something like that. I'd love to hear what people uh, recommend as far as uh, balls for for their new game. So that's it. And the only other thing, Brent, is uh, just upcoming projects. And I I almost feel bad kind of uh, circling back around to this, but they 
will be what I work on uh, over the winter, um, doing a, a centipede refurb for my brother. And then I do have, um, you know, a, a conversion style Mario Brothers. And there is one thing that I wanted to bring up is I'm embarking upon a group uh, pole position uh, refurb restoration project. So a uh, friend of the show and listener, Mike Martin, and I have been talking on uh, Facebook quite a bit about doing uh, pole position cockpit restorations together, kind of in tandem over the course of the winter. And so we think we may actually have one other person that's going to jump in on that with us. And so if that works out, then it, at least two, maybe three people will be doing concurrent uh, cockpit restorations. And so that, that'll probably be something that's done over the winter as well. And, and I will say this, my daughter, she is so looking forward to me doing that. She wants to play that so badly. So, <laughs> she, awesome. so she, she's on me pretty good to do that. So at some point, probably over the next month, I'm going to get the pole position cockpit into the house and then get, uh, get the area kind of squared away for working on it over the winter. So that's, uh, that's what I've had going on, Brent. Well, on how my, about you? Uh, on my side, it, it, it's. I, gu- I guarantee you haven't spent as much money as no, I have. No, no. <laughs> well, I've been I've been spending money. Yeah, and it, it, it's you do kind, have some new games sitting here. I will say it's that. kind of well. Uh, I, th- this month, the money, the the expense has been kind of arcade related, but kind of not. But, okay. So here, here's the deal: the, my last month, six weeks. I've mentioned this on the last couple of shows has been clean up and uh, life has kind of gotten in the way and just other things kind of the same issues that that we all have. So my cleanup and my rearrangement of things hasn't gone as quickly as I would like. You know, yeah. I think two episodes as is the way. Yeah, I think two episodes ago, maybe three, I started to revamp my shop and get a lot of stuff cleaned up. Yep. And uh, I, I've almost got that to a point where I consider it completed. OK. And I, I just I realized I had a lot of little projects just kind of sitting around i i I had a monitor in the back of of my shop that had a caught fire when the flyback decided it was no more at the louisville arcade expo two years ago okay and it had sat there on the floor for a year and a half and i was like all right i'm (laughs) I'm doing i just need to put i had the flyback already setting on it i was like i just need to get it fixed i need to get back on the shelf get it up off the floor before i end up breaking it so you know it let me touch on this at first I know a couple of folks have asked about this. The burger time. Oh, so yes. So the put Brent yes. to work thread. Yes, And burger exactly. time won out. From, from the pole. That's yep. right. My last update was I had acquired some parts, and unfortunately, that's still where I'm at. Okay. So uh, hopefully within this next month, I'm going to get it out of the garage, uh, uh, wrestle it out of its position back in the lineup of projects in the garage give it a good thorough cleaning and it's actually a pretty clean game yeah go ahead get it in the it's house good looking game yeah it's it's but it's a complete basket case yeah understand you know, the, the harness in it was destroyed so i had to get a, a new harness and yeah uh, i've already located the monitor that's going to go in it so where did you get the harness it was, uh, a bob roberts that, harness. okay that's what i thought yeah. i remembered but i wanted to make sure that was the case so so you went with an aftermarket harness yes for it i did then. not go okay. with the there's enough the, the the hacked up portions of the harness are yeah, that's no fun dude yeah it's it, no fun and it looks to be I've, I've never had the back of the game open there's no monitor in it now and just looking down into the bezel yeah the, the back is locked and i haven't picked the lock yet so just looking down down through uh, through the bezel and then into the coin door. It's it's hacked around where the power supply would go. Okay. So I mean, I've got the the actual power little, little the I don't know what you, the power plant. Yeah. You know, it's 
what you'd want to call the transformer assembly. Yeah. There we the, go. The, the brick. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. it's like a suitcase. Yeah, but it is. It's a suitcase. I, I've got that, and I will be using it. And I, I've got original linear power, uh, not the original, but I've got the proper linear power supply. So all that will go back in, and all the proper connectors and the like. But the the AC side of the the cabinet looks fine for the yeah, the for marquee the lights and, and all the marquee and the monitor. Yeah. And so I, Bob's harness covers the DC side, the game board side, the controls. So yeah. okay. uh, that's the part that, that's damaged, and that's what's going to come out. So. Well, one thing I will offer is if you if you get to the point where you need reference pictures or something like that, just let me know because I've got a burger time, and mine's, mine is in you know very very good shape, and it's complete. I'm going to completely <laughs> wing it. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Or you could do that. You know? <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Yeah, so no, like I say, just let me know, and we can get you pictures and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, I may that. do that. Just, yeah. just if anything, just to kind of get some of the wire routing back to kind of where it should be just to make it to, to, make, to make it look right yeah yeah understood so yeah the burger time hasn't advanced um one of the th- that's, that's that's okay brent yeah, yeah it's all right we, we will get there you know so. so one of the big things i've been really working on is uh, um arcade related is a kind of an expansion to my garage okay and how's that arcade related well it gives me room to store more stuff <laughs> <laughs> I had. Can uh, I use it as a storage unit, Brent? No, I, what's to say? I don't already no. have it. I, already, already, I know it's going to go here, and I know it's going to go there. Yeah, you, it's already spoken for, huh? You know, I, early on in the show, I, I, I made the mistake in saying that I am not space poor in the game room. Well, yeah. that's wrong. Yeah. And it uh, always happens. One of the things I'd like to do is have a good space where I can have a footprint of a couple, three games that I could use kind of to rotate out. Okay. To kind of expand the collection, the active collection beyond the walls of, of my arcade. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a little bit of the space. But what I, it isn't a full expansion. What I actually had was a porch off the side of, of my, the garage that's toward the front of my property. And, um, uh, I had spoken to a girl that had grown up here and the family built when they built the garage, it was a place for the family to hang out. There was a swing and the kids could play in the yard and it, it was kind of like the deck of the day, okay. you know, and, and I just looked at it and I've, since I've lived here, I've thought, man, that's just, that's a not, that's a space. It's a concrete pad with a quality roof and there's nothing that I'm going to do with it. Cause the house has a deck on it at this point in, in history and, and I said, I'm real. I want to enclose that, and yeah. and that's I've been kind of organizing, you know, the contractors and the like. It, it, it at this point, it's just as easy to find somebody that knows what they're doing and just get it done, which actually turned out to be sort of an ordeal. And anyway, I'm having that enclosed. I'm going to have a roll up garage door on the back side of it, oh, so nice. that you know, the the blacktop for the driveway, I can just come right around and then just. I've got direct access with a black topped, you know, driveway so I can wheel a dolly right in and out of it. Yeah. And there's going to be a service door on the other end of it, which is going to mirror the service door that's actually in the garage. So now in in the wall as it is. So that'll be my main entry point to walk into the building. Going to have a place lined out for some storage, some shelving, yeah. and uh, nice, um, nice. that's just that's just taking you know it's it, it takes it's time. Taking a little time it takes yeah. time, dude. It does. So, working on that, working on uh, cleaning up some of the arcade related stuff. Like I said, I've got a few. Uh, w- Whitney's looking over now. I've got a table down here in the game room where I've got my Jamma rig, mm-hmm. the the rig that I had at Southern Fried Game Room Expo, and um, I've I've been testing some boards, some things that I had literally just all right, what am I going to do with this stuff? It's a little outside of my genre. 
So uh, test it and sell it. Test it and sell it. Let's move it on. Let's let you know get it on down the line. Get it on down the line. Someone else that enjoys it. Someone else that wants the game. That that genre game that it's theirs. You know, let's just. There's no reason for it to sit here. So that's been kind of the cleanup. Behind me, Whitney and I were talking about this earlier. uh, BZ One back from when we did the Battle Zone. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, the I did the battle zone back to back refurbishment. Yeah, I kept B, what was BZ one in the in the if you look back in the Facebook album, and it's been acting up a little bit. And really, what it comes down to is I, I need to get into it and I need to replace the headers and repin the connector for the interconnect the the interconnect between the two boards. So that's a little project I've kind of got queued up. Got to get it taken care of. Haven't made it much progress on that. Yeah. So, you know. Unfortunately, not a lot of arcade stuff, but a lot of arcade stuff. You know? I understand. I, I, you, you do a lot. You do a lot of mishmash that yeah. doesn't that doesn't amount to anything, but it's it's still progress it per se. Yeah, yeah, I've I've I had a couple empty cabinets that that I was like, okay, I'm not going to do anything with these, so they got sold. I have acquired an Area 51. An Area Fifty One. Area Fifty One. Really? Yeah. And now, th- this would be some of the stuff that you, that we talked about earlier that we don't talk about yeah. until the show because if people can see my face, you know, I, <laughs> I mean, I've got the you know, I've got the eyebrow furrow going on and everything like that. Where it's like really Area Fifty One. How so, about that? So you know, tell me about Area Fifty One. So coming Brent. back, you know, even just a few a few minutes ago, I said, you know, these are games that are a little outside of my genre, the yeah, jamma games, and then yeah. I throw an Area Fifty One in there. It's like, why would he want an Area Fifty One? Didn't expect it in Area Fifty One. No fi- slam on it. Just <laughs> didn't expect it yeah uh, area 51 was just it's a game that i enjoyed when it was new okay and um it was i had fun with it uh folks that i kind of commiserate with it that day it was kind of something that we could all get together and play and yeah, enjoy i understand that and like one of the cabinets that i sold i had a a, a dynamo z back and it was always dog-eared to be a gun game okay. you know i've got an area 51 board set i've got a police trainer i've got um uh, uh, lethal enforcers I think one and two and I was like okay I'll make it uh, I've got the, the guns I've got everything I've got the cabinet got the monitor it's just a matter of stitching it all together okay. and a good deal on a somewhat nice Area 51 converted from an Atari Pit Fighter crossed my path okay and I just looked at this I'm like well everything's here yeah you know I, I just have to recap the monitor I don't have to take find the pull the tube out yeah. and marry it with the chassis and yeah. do all that and then yeah. mount it and get figure out a bezel and get you know because this cabinet was empty so this is how we wind up with duplicates of exactly stuff because plans your first your first set of plans change into the second acquisition <laughs> and then, then you're left to determine okay now what do i do with the stuff that i got first exactly yeah oh yeah you know, so that that put I've that got several games in that category that put that empty cabinet on the chopping block it was gone yep um couple other you know another empty cabinet that i had was gone i had a an eight ball and a bally eight ball that was hanging around it was kind of a co-deal with uh uh, the buddy mine that that the retired operator yep yep and it it moved along i think it went to north carolina a gentleman drove in and picked it up he was happy to get it goodness wow so he was it was a game he was looking for and uh, um he came in picked her up and you know it's got itself a new home cool and i've been doing a little traveling myself i i you know we talked a little bit on the show about car shows and cars and the like and the car show i'd like to attend every year up in dayton ohio and and 
so I, I had a ramp up to that to get ready to go to that and spend a long weekend in Dayton and a nice relaxing weekend and then a trip back. So that's kind of what I've been up to this month. Well, I, I mean, like I say, it, it all it all adds up, man. So that's it, that's good stuff, dude. That's so good stuff. There has been one little bit of additional organization that I've been doing, and uh, uh, man, it's it's been an all operator intro to the show. But yeah. I have been working with uh, the buddy of mine, the retired operator, to organize another sale at his warehouse. So okay. let me let me mention this a little bit. I, I know this isn't going to be helpful to a lot of our listeners because, but, you know, if yeah. you're if you're in the region, if you're in the area, this is something that may be you know awesome for you because it's going to be an opportunity to come you know make a come into town, come into Louisville, short trip. Like if you're out of Cincinnati or Dayton or Nashville, Columbus, or Nashville, Nashville, whatever it may be, uh, throughout the state of Indianapolis, Kentucky, Indianapolis, whatever, Indy, yeah, and pick up some good project games uh, inexpensively. So yeah. uh, here's the quick spiel on on some uh, some other organization that I've been doing. Okay, so what we mentioned that we met. At the when I had like that open house at the warehouse sale about three years ago, so we're gonna have that again. We're gonna have open house at the warehouse 2.0 version two, version huh? two. All right, and uh, you know it's it's time. You know he is my buddy's really looking to clear out some space. The, the motivation is there to really move things along. Uh, we're gonna do this Saturday, September twenty seventh here in Louisville. Okay. And I I'm, I'm uh have been working through sorting out pictures. I've taken pictures. Oh, Whitney, I must have 40 or 50 pictures just of just rows of games and titles and things that are there. I'm going to have all that up on our Facebook page. And oh, it, yeah, so definitely create an album and yeah. load all that up. That it, would be good. My plan is to have that up pretty much I want that up before the episode goes. So okay. if it, if it's up, we're going to we're going to have the episode from this time of recording out pretty quick. So yep. it's going to be pretty hot in terms of in terms of being recent. I'm going I'm yep. going to get that going here really really soon. So uh, I'm going to have additional information on our Facebook page. I'm going to have additional information out on Clove. And when we did this a couple of years ago, I, I got out on to help me out here. I keep wanting to say pin side, not pin side. Um, coin up space. space. Yeah. So yeah. I may have a thread over on coin up space, but definitely going to have something out on Clove. Definitely going to have something on our Facebook page. Definitely going to have tons and tons of pictures. So cool. like I said, if you're looking for an inexpensive project, uh, and, and you can make the trip. This is the time to do it. So let here. I'll even hit a couple of the prices since you know what you're getting into. The majority of the games, admittedly, at this point, they're conversion games. So they're going to be a cabinet that we all kind of recognize, whether it was a Williams or an Atari cabinet at some point in time. And um, they are going to be, uh, like I said, the majority of them are going to be conversion. So if it's a cabinet that was originally designed for a 19-inch monitor, okay, uh, it's going to be ten bucks to fifty bucks. If it's complete, uh, monitor, control panel, boards, uh, everything that would make a game, it's going to be on that $50 end. If you're looking for an empty nice, cabinet nice, or nice. Uh, something to make a project out of, I know there's some Tato cabinets in there. There's some cabinets that have never had games in them. There, there's a bunch that came from uh, an actual cabinet manufacturer who was homed in Louisville back in the day. Now, I don't think they had a long run, but there's a handful of those cabinets in there. Never had a game built in them, and they're going to be on that lower end range. Got If you're looking for something that had 25-inch monitor in it, 50 to 75 bucks. If you want a crane, 5 to $10. Okay. Uh, jukeboxes. A crane for 5 to 10 yeah. bucks, you think? Wow. Yeah. No, I th- it's Like I said, they're motivated to kind of get things moved along. 
and that, uh, that's awesome if you want to crane for the gamer if you want to crane to try to do something with five to ten bucks yeah if you're looking for a jukebox there's we've got a bunch of rockola jukeboxes they're going to be 25 bucks to a hundred dollars okay same thing kind of like with the game situation if it's a complete box it's a hundred if it's missing parts if it's a parts box 25 we got 100 cd boxes in that range and we've got bo- uh, 45 rpm boxes so you could walk in there and come out with a complete box and a parts box for a hundred and a quarter, 150 bucks. You okay. know, if you're looking for a machine, there's a couple of fortune teller machines. We got uh, pool tables, uh, dart machines, 75 bucks and up. And uh, if you're wanting a ski ball and you're handy, there are two, maybe three, because the third I can think of, it's, it's the head. And I think the lanes are sitting there as well. Three ski balls. Ski ball brand ski balls, not an off brand. So, so this is the real deal. This the is the real deal. The real ski ball and, deal. And you need yeah. to be a little handy because they're disassembled and from where <laughs> they were brought into the building. Yeah, from where they were brought into the building and just set down, you know, okay. kind of in place. Fifty bucks, all okay. three of them. All right. And you know, there's a couple dedicated games still left. I know there's a, a Gauntlet Dark. Is it Dark Legends? Dark, it is Dark Legends. Yes. There's a Xenophobe in there. There's a Vindicators. Is it a Xenophobe? I thought it was a Zybots. Oh, Zybots. It I'm is. Sorry. It's Zybots. It's a Zybots. It? Yeah. There's a Vindicators. Uh, there's some pole positions. There's a couple pack cabinets scattered through there. I'm not sure their level of completeness. Uh, dedicated, it's going to be a few more dollars, but there there are some dedicated games still left. I think there's NFL Blitz in there, uh, and I'm just I'm just pulling all this from memory. So anyway, I don't I don't want to turn this into a what we've got for sale show, but yeah, I've been organizing that. I've been working with my buddy Jimmy on that, and we're definitely going to do it Saturday, September 27th at 11 a.m. And, and real quick, in case you're wondering how we're doing this, I'm going to do it like I did the last sale. So. And we'll, it, we'll put a link to the to the original cloth thread okay. in the show notes. Okay? okay, so so that everybody can can go back and find that thread easy yep. enough. Because man, that thread was essentially like a it, it was it was the bible of of that whole of that whole event. Yeah. So yeah. And, and real quick, what, what I had done is I had folks there like Whitney's going to be there to help. You're going to meet get to meet the Broken Token Podcast crew in person. We'll be there. Sweet. And when we open the doors, it's not going to be like a crazy sale. Yeah. It, you will have an opportunity to go in and just preview everything that's there for sale and when when I think that we've given everybody enough time and I'm just going to base that on the size of the crowd I'm going to draw everybody together kind of in the central area and there's a staircase where I can get kind of high and I'm going to say look folks are here helping I have them raise hands they're going to have markers and uh, uh, and painters tape if you want a game call one of us stick your name on it and then that way you don't have to worry about it everything is among in amongst like three spaces yeah. Yeah. and you don't have to worry about i want this i want this i want this and it's all over we can kind of we can kind of work with that hey i want this come put my name on this and then it's all said and done and you pay on the way out the door yeah cool so that sounds like that we, we had good. real we had good success last time had a lot of great feedback i had folks come as far from as far away as michigan um i will say everything is as is where is there's not a lot of power so we're not plugging anything in and that's why everything's priced to to go and bring a flashlight bring yeah bring a flashlight i have some lights in there to help <laughs> but bring a flashlight bring a flashlight yeah definitely uh, if you're if you're wanting something that's inexpensive if you got a project in mind if you're wanting to build a main cabinet mm-hmm. if you want to build a jama cabinet this is the if you're if you're in the area 
this is the time to do it. Yeah. Good. Well, hopefully somebody, uh, hopefully somebody can get some deals and, and some listeners can make the trip in. So we'll be there and look forward to seeing anybody. All right. And I tell you what, real quick, Whitney. Yeah. I want to give a couple quick shout outs. Okay. Uh, Mr. David Paul. Yes. He is, he, we met David in person at Seven Fried Game Room Expo in Atlanta and he, there's a, picture up on the facebook page uh-huh. he presented us with this hand-drawn piece of artwork for the yes. podcast yeah it, it was in, in marker no less in it, marker. Was, it, it was amazing was awesome. it's amazing and it, 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 i don't want to put da- words in david's mouth he is he's updated to modern technology a little bit <laughs> and he's started to explore and create with uh, some digital tools yeah vector-based artwork so. david has been creating some artwork for us yeah it's and I, neat it, it's some cool stuff yeah uh, your folks you, you have, people will be seeing the artwork soon. Yeah, uh, we've been working with David to create some designs, and you know, hopefully, we're going to be doing some T-shirts, and we're yeah. going to kind of revamp some of some of our artwork. Uh, thanks to David. Yeah, yeah. Based on that, so yeah, you'll yeah. So everybody will start to see some of the uh, some of the effects of the work that David has done. Uh, hopefully, shortly on the Facebook page, and uh, you know, some banners on the website and stuff like that. So David, if you're listening, uh, we thank you for everything that you've done for us. So he he's just come through in spades with support for the show, and we we can't thank him enough for what he's done. Uh, and one other quick shout out, uh, Whitney. I actually was able to witness the the entry of someone new into the hobby <laughs> and the and the pie plate eyes that go I along was, with it. I happened to be standing there. We've had Steve Ridge and his son Michael on the show before. Um, a couple episodes ago, they sat in with us, and and the I think it was just the intro segment. And uh, Steve, I, I've known Steve. Yeah, that for, was back in episode nine. Was it? That was May. That oh, was gosh, the May, been May that of twenty fourteen. How is long have we been doing nine. this? Uh, as of this show, Brent, we've been doing it. A has year. it been a year? Yeah, happy That's birthday, amazing. buddy! Amazing. <laughs> How soon? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, we'll have to you talk. Were about, joking about the time thing. We'll were have you? to talk about that year <laughs> thing at some point in time. That's unbelievable. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, Michael is, has just turned, I believe it's 13. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, Steve has a few pins. I've gotten to know Steve. Uh, first met him at the Little Arcade Expo. He, Solid guy. He was the gentleman that purchased uh, the now famous Fire Power. Fire Power. <laughs> uh, hashtag Fire Power. That's, that's, that's a new Twitter I, hashtag. <laughs> after having far gone par through brings. it, I take, took it to the Little Arcade Expo. And that that's where I met Steve. So uh, Steve's son, Michael, is a darn good pinball player good and uh you know steve has a couple pins and i happened to be present when uh, when michael received his first pin his that's good. very that's good. own bally eight ball and that that's not the eight ball that i mentioned earlier yeah and uh it's a project yeah and he he uh he t- he was willing to take it on with uh with open arms and wide eyes so that's he and his good, dad good good yes, he and his dad are going to have, and maybe mom, Angie gets involved in, in the hobby as well. Yeah. She, she's a pretty good pinball player from what I understand. Yeah. Uh, let's just say I wouldn't want to slap down a $5 bill and <laughs> bet against and her. Bet against her. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Michael, congratulations, buddy. Yeah, Happy congratulations. birthday too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if, uh, if there's anything you need from the broken token crew, if there's some help we can give you, don't call. <laughs> <laughs> what I would like to see, though, we've is, got enough projects. Yeah, no, yeah. Don't no, do that. Michael. Seriously, yeah, yeah, it's all good. 
In anything you need, give us a shout. Yeah. So I'm sorry, Whitney. What no, you I was just like going to say, I would definitely like to see um, some pictures of the progress, and we could feature that on the Facebook page because that would be a neat uh, th- that would be a neat theme to just kind of kind of feature as you know as Steve and, and Michael go through that project. So that's cool stuff. Yeah, it's, it's good awesome. Stuff. All right, Whitney. Uh, I think we have. Um, I think oh, you you want to move on. I think we've dude, got some. Yeah, it, yeah. So our our technical restoration discussion this month is, uh, it, dude, the bucket overfloweth on stuff yes. to talk about. So, yeah, dude. Why don't we go ahead and uh, and kick this uh, kick this guy over and let's talk uh, some technical and restoration uh, topics because we've got a lot of artwork, we've got a lot of projects, products, everything to cover this month. All right, Whitney. it's gonna be fun. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, Whitney, it looks like it's uh, time for product palooza. Ah, this is my this is one of my favorite parts of the show, dude. <laughs> it, it, I, I freely admit it. I love talking about this stuff, man, because it, it's just it's it's more stuff that makes me happy about the stuff that makes me happy. So that's that's how I like to look at <laughs> you it. You can make it better. Oh yeah, you can mod it out. It's you exactly can, right. You can make it shiny like yeah, new money. That's exactly. I love it, man. So here's the, here's the deal. This, okay. Uh, this month we have quite a few. Uh, products, mods, uh, restoration products. There's a lot going on. There is. The industry's been busy. And this, we talked a little bit about this earlier, Whitney, about kind of the reach of the show. It, we we can bring this to folks attention we've had a, a lot of feedback uh, hey you know i didn't know that such and such was doing this or uh-huh. this was available yeah. you know there's something in this list that we'll talk about here in a minute that i didn't know was available and i'm excited about oh, it oh yeah it's, so, I mean, it's killer stuff and, and whitney man. knows i could care less about my you know <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> i live for the mods man so yeah this, this there is uh, uh, there is some pretty neat stuff. So yeah. Whitney, right off the bat, actually, this is more of an update. Yeah. So this this is a revisit from uh, a previous show, but I did want to kind of loop back around and just kind of give um, a firsthand account for this. So I have been using my monitor test pattern generator, what's what's uh, I, I affectionately, or I think everybody in club affectionately refers to as the the, the TPG. Uh, this is a th- this as it is. Uh, this test pattern generator. <laughs> it's aptly named. It's aptly named. It's kind of really hard to call it anything other than what you what So what it you're is. saying is it's an air compressor. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. It's it's a it's a canooter valve. So it's it works well. But it is um it is made by a cloth member, Crafty Mac, and he has. Uh, I've talked with him recently, Brent, just kind of following up on a couple of things, some questions that I had with you know uh, about the the unit and everything like that. And he has been selling these things like hotcakes. And I told him, I'm like, man, I'm so glad to hear that. So it's been very successful for him. It has. Uh, it, it is. This is the type of product that actually that satisfies a latent need, I think, that um, that has existed within the community for years. In putting putting quality uh, a quality product in the hands of the collector or the, the you know the the I'd say the weekend warrior, so to speak, is for somebody who's repairing these games and helping them to fix their machines. I I am really surprised that it took someone this long to come up with this. This yeah, is one of those. He did it in spades. Yeah. Though. Oh, that's it's, awesome. It's awesome. This is one of those products. You're like why why are we just now getting this 30 years later why is this just now coming out but when i started into the hobby one of the first things i didn't want to work on was monitors and that was the very first thing i had to start working on and uh 
for a, quite a while, I'd look on eBay for a test pattern generator. And yep. there are a blue million of them out there because I'm assuming there was a blue million tool manufacturers back in the day when yep. it was really common to repair televisions. Yep. Yep. And you know, I could have gotten several cheap off eBay, yeah. and it's like, well, the seller doesn't know anything about it. I don't know if it works. Uh, <laughs> and it they, only works against this monitor. Yeah, yeah they, only know, they only know what it is because it says it on the label. Yeah. I, there's so many of them, you can't find a manual on it to see if, if it has to have a TV tuner or yeah. if it's... Or, or, or what, or what the deal? Yeah. yeah. And I just... So I never pulled the trigger on any of them because I just didn't want a boat anchor. Yeah. And, and you know, I don't want to commercial... I don't want to be a, you know, a sounding board is a, is a commercial for a product. But this this product, it lives up to it lives up to its calling. It is the real deal. If you're sitting on the fence about getting one of these, don't sit any longer. Go and order one while Crafty Max still decides to make them and I, put them together. I had mine for a little while before I actually got the opportunity to use it. And we talked a little earlier in the show about what you and I have had going on. Yep. And I did mention doing some monitor work, yep. just trying to clean up some projects. So I finally got the opportunity to use it. And I will admit, Whitney, I always, whenever I pick up something new, I'm always thinking, man, this is this is going to be difficult. I've got to, what what's the little oddities about whatever I'm working with? Yeah. How much time tool? am I going to have to spend to get proficient with this? And I yeah. I stared at I, I didn't ha- it just worked. I, I plugged it in another cloth member Buffett yes his has stepped up and he's making cables I didn't even yeah. have to make cables I, I know yeah we we got to set this is a shout out to Buffett we got a set of Buffett's cables and he makes cables for both the Sanyo pinouts and Wells Gardner pinouts and his cable set along with the test pattern generator dude it's plug and play yeah and you're you're up and running like within minutes and I you, overthought you're good to go. it it just I mean yeah it, me too I, the first I looked time at I it used it I completely overthought yeah, it I mean it just plugged it in i ver- yeah. I had to verify the couple dips to make sure it was you know the settings that i wanted which yeah. th- there's it just worked well and, and here's the thing brent uh and before we move off of this i, I just i just want to say that you know i have since having this 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 tool now i'm using it in ways that i i didn't think that i would that i would use a test pattern generator and here's an example no, okay. Uh, it'd be a very expensive doorstop, and not a very and not a very good one either. You know, you, it, it's kind of light. It's it small. is light, dude. You want to treat your you want to treat your tool as well. Yeah, you know? oh, yeah. So here's the thing: I, I ran into a problem with um, with the Donkey Kong PCB, and so I was getting a lot of uh, a lot of tearing on the screen, a lot of shaking on the screen, and. I thought, man, what what is going on with the monitor? Is is you know is something is something wrong with the flyback? It it, it almost looked like it was it was a voltage issue where where you know the flyback would would essentially kind of brown out for mm-hmm. a second or two and yep. then charge back up properly and be able to output the correct voltage. And so, um, it, it it it's sitting there looking at it. It's like, man, what in the world is going on with this chassis? And, and I I sit there and I thought about it. It's like, you know what? the light bulb went off in my head and it's like, why didn't I think of this earlier? I'm going to immediately be able to tell whether it's the chassis or whether it's something on the PCB. So I took the test pattern generator, hooked it up to the monitor and the, and ran the automated, the rolling patterns that the, that the TPG will allow you to allow you to do. It has one that's kind of like a Tetris falling block mm-hmm. pattern that that's you put I it that's on. that's their burn-in pattern. It's the burn-in pattern. Yeah, thank you. That's the term I was looking for, the burn-in pattern. And it just sits there and it, it just, it just, it has an 
animation that just constantly loops. And so I, I put the TPG on on the Sanyo monitor and let it sit there for an hour, okay? And just and would come back and check on it from time to time. And Brent, it exhibited no problems whatsoever. None whatsoever. So you instantly knew it was in the board. I instantly board. knew it's okay. So now the problem is in the board. So what looked like a, ch- a monitor chassis issue, if you were to look at the the gameplay, actually I, I was able to then immediately cut it into a board problem, and it wound up being one of the vertical hold pots. So I yanked the board set, I uh, replaced uh, replaced that pot. Actually, I replaced both of them while I was at it because I figured if one of them was bad, the other one was just as old. So I replaced both of them, put it back in the game, Brent, and guess what? Problem solved. Okay, for just replacing those two pot so crafty mac tpg awesome. I, I do hashtag winning on that particular product right there i mean you're right at, you're right at 50 bucks for the for the yeah. for the tool it's, it's awesome and, dude you know like i said even the ones i was looking at on ebay if i picked up one for 20 bucks they're monolithic they're huge they're huge I spent, this is nine volt battery dude yeah if, done. i'd spend 15 20 dollars to have it shipped didn't know if it worked yeah and it, I had a boat anchor from 1978. Yeah, or exactly. 1982. And so, if everything and and I don't want to speak about things that haven't happened yet, but if things work out, um, hopefully we're going to be able to get Buffett and uh, Crafty Mac on the show at, at a later point. In time. Oh, so you've just jinxed it at this point. I probably have, but. I personally am super excited to talk to both of these guys. So ho- hopefully that can work out. So yep, awesome. that's a revisit on a pro on a on a product that we have talked about in the past. So I was really uh, anxious and happy to be able to talk about it like this. So here's uh, here's something for the pinball folks. Ooh, yes. Titan Pinball. Now we met the good folks of Titan Pinball in Atlanta at Southern Fried Game Room Expo. Yes, yes, so, we did. Now. I haven't actually used the current line of products yet. Their their main claim to fame is they produce uh, uh, rubbers in just about any color that you want. So that okay. But the deal is, is the formula that they use gives you a consistent bounce across any of the colors. So you know you've heard, and I don't know the the the, the numbers off the top of my head, but you know like a black flipper rubber will give you it'll act in one way. A red will act this way. You know a different you know this color so they have ratings they have they have a rating okay and the deal is 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 the formulation of the rubber that produces that color uh yields a given rating and i don't i keep thinking like rockwell hardness but that's that tends to be more i think for like metal so uh, i'm definitely behind the times here me me too yeah i i I, i'm gonna have to admittedly i'm gonna have to do some research on this so so the moral of the story with titan is is their formulation will provide a consistent uh value of that hardness rating across any of the colors oh so all of them so it takes the variance out of it completely so you get to pick your color based upon aesthetics yes and know that you're going to get a consistent result right okay so now what that's i'm in for that their their rubbers are equivalent to a four uh, a 45 on this scale whatever like i said unfortunately i'm a little behind on the times but that's equivalent to a red rubber so if you've played with a red flipper rubber that's the equivalent hardness or bounce or whatever the characteristic is for titan's products okay now what really got my attention with titan and and I, i i mentioned again I have not used their products. Okay. Um, they they are very, in speaking with them, I feel they're very dedicated to the hobby. Uh, they've worked with some suppliers. They're, they pay a lot of attention to what goes out. If you order rubbers from them, they they don't just reach into a bin and pull out, okay, I want 
this guy or this girl wants 20 of these and they'll pull them out and they will inspect each one before it goes to make sure that their supplier is up to their up to snuff so to speak so they're they're paying a lot of attention to detail i've really felt that they were working to 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 sell a consistent product you know if you're a titan customer let us know you know where we want to make folks aware of what's out there yeah and love to hear your feedback we'd love to hear some feedback yeah my plans right now i, I know on a prior episode i've talked about uh the high speed that i picked up in uh-huh. atlanta yeah, the one that was not a smoking deal yes exactly yes. Yes. well it was it was a pretty good deal yeah you know uh, uh goodness. mike smoke yo no it wasn't smoking <laughs> air quotes, air quotes smoking. Was smoking yes yeah, yeah. um my my plan is is to use Titan products when I shop this machine. Okay. So that's what I'm looking to do. Awesome. Now, now one of the things they do have coming and I, I checked the website yesterday and they're not available yet. I, I don't have a timeline, but they are working on a silicone formulation. And while we were in Atlanta, Whitney and I were able to get uh, a few pieces of their silicone uh, product. Yeah. Mainly, uh, I think at the time they had they had rubber posts. They had uh, post rubbers. Yeah. They had flipper rubbers, and they had the really really tiny little like three eighths inch or whatever it is, the small little rubbers. I put a set of the silicone flipper rubbers on my dirty Harry, and I love them. Okay. okay. Now I had super. I don't want to. This isn't going to be a uh, bash this product versus that product. Uh, to me, it all really kind of comes down to what you want. Yeah. You know, I like a Chevrolet versus a Ford or something. It, we, we can have the Chevrolet, Chevy Ford Dodge truck talk all day long. I had super bands on my Dirty Harry, yeah. and I did not like them. Okay. My skill level, the way the game plays, the ball was just, it, it, to me, it was just too, it was too active. Yeah. So, uh, but on my Adams family, I had conventional red rubbers and I knew how it played. So I moved the super bands over to the Adams family. I love the super bands on the Adams. Okay. And I don't have that, that feel on the Adams that I did on, uh, Dirty Harry. And again, the game plays different, you know, the play field layout's different. The ball yeah. speed is different because of what you're dealing with and, and the, the open area is different. So, you know, how, how the ball gets pitched around between things. So it's obviously it's different to, per game, different per person. Yeah. I put the, uh, um, the silicone Titans on the Dirty Harry and I love them. Now, one one of the other things I want to do is I want to move them around to other games and kind of get that feel for, well, how does it play over here and how does it play over there? Where I'm going with this is keep an eye on Titan. They, uh, uh, they're, they, they're, great people in my in my feeling they look like they've got good products that they're really really wanting to stand behind put something good out there and it's going to give you another option for flippers you yeah, know that's you, you can go conventional rubber there's super bands i think saturn rings are still out there i i'm assuming they're going to price very competitively i think super bands are around a buck a piece maybe a little less okay. i can't recall if they're a buck okay. or 50 cents i'm not, so, I, I'm not sure I, I, in, admittedly i've not looked into this so th- this is all this is all pretty new to me so you can have a selection of of uh just on the flipper side you can have a selection of flipper flipper rubbers from conventional rubber to if you're a super band fan to super bands to eventually hopefully tighten i'll have the silicones out and you you can tailor the game. I like I like this here, yeah. and I want this color, and you can do that. Yeah, 
Oh, so. That's good. And hopefully, hopefully, like you say, it'll pr- produce a consistent result, you know, uh, across the, across whatever games you have it in. So Whitney, I said Adam's family. Yes. Warm, tell me, tell me how I have to open my wallet. Yeah. So get, so get ready, ching uh, get ready to fire up the PayPal, Brent, because I saw this and immediately thought of you, but on Pinside, there's a member named Mike and Callie, and he is doing what I thought is just this awesome Adam's family mod. It's a shooter ride modification where it's shaped like things. Oh. Oh my gosh! Like this the, is awesome. This thing hand, and we'll, we'll put we'll put a uh, a link in, you know to this in the show notes. But dude, I you know it was one of those things. It's kind of irreverent. It's it's definitely fun. Um, and like I say, anybody who has an Adams family will probably just you know hop on this you know big time. I just thought it was cool, and I thought, oh man, Brent would Brent would really like this. And I'm sure you know with Adams family being just so you know highly mass produced, and probably a lot of listeners you know may, may have the game. I figured it might be something adventure. So not a lot to say about it. It's really kind of self-explanatory. You know, like I said, we'll, we'll have the link there so that everybody can find it. Yeah, it so looks like I thought the, it was neat. looks like the sculpture for the mold is is pretty cool. So, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll yeah. have to definitely follow yeah. this. Yeah, I thought it was pretty sweet. And, dude, there's uh, another project that I've been following uh, a bit. And I've not, uh, it, and again, I, I freely admit I've not gotten into this. But if it's of interest to me, then I, I feel like it's then, then it automatically sets the flag that it's like oh hey i want to talk about this on the show or at least make people aware of it but dude there is a project called the smart dmd project and what this is is this is a dmd interface device that essentially plugs into the machine okay plugs into your machine pulls the signal off or has access to the same signal that the dmd does and it allows for 2x upscaling so it immediately gives you two times the resolution of your dmd from an output perspective and it can project the dmd uh, contents as it changes in real time across a network, okay, oh, wow. and let's say like your home network, and what you do is you run another program called the Pinball Browser, okay, on on a machine, okay, like on a laptop or on a, uh, or let's say on, uh, let's say on a computer that's connected to like now, a large screen TV. Is this the same? TV. Is this the same Pinball Browser that you use on newer Stern machines? You know, Brent. San, uh, what's this pinball browser? Sam and WPC. Yeah, it, it does. It does. And so, Ooh. so here's the thing. Uh, I've not tried it. Okay, and so I, I can't speak as to as to you know it working a hundred percent or what it takes to get it up and running. I just found this and immediately started to read up on it and thought, Oh, Hey, this is something I want to make everybody else aware of. So with the smart DMD software that runs on a raspberry Pi, it can, it can project it. It can, it can project the DMD image out onto a screen. Um, and like I say, if you want well, to do it across the a, network, then you use so the pinball carry, browser software. It, it's not a projector per se. No, it's, just, no, it's not. It'll, it's it'll, just software. It's just software. It That's runs right. on a Pi. And then you can access it across the network is what it sounds that's, like. That's right. And the thing about it is, is that, uh, you know, spectators can watch what's going on your DMD in a much higher resolution. And it can also do uh, colorization of the DMD oh, as that's well. Cool. And it's really cool. So... So with that, okay, I will include uh, the link to the topic on Pinside for everybody to go and read up on that and hopefully uh, hopefully partake in that. 
I would love to do this, Brent. I would love to to be able to broadcast a DMD, you know, on a monitor above the machine or something like is, that. There, that. I think that would just be so cool. Uh, it, it's escaping me now, but there is another product that's available, and I think it comes out of the UK, where uh, you can do just that. You can piggyback. Uh, onto your dmd off the signal cable okay and then it's hardwired but you can plug right into a conventional monitor like a a computer monitor or i guess a television that's got like a vga input and you know i've seen like an adams family back to the adams family where there's a 32 inch tv mounted on the wall next to it and it's displaying the dmd okay and uh, sweet okay we'll have to go back we'll make a note for that and and look at it for another show now what obviously this adds is the network piece of it, and that's what, and I think yeah. that's what's what's key because uh, oh, and one thing I did I did verify I didn't want to misspeak, but I did verify it is the same pinball browser software that you use to do the the ROM modifications uh, for modifying the DMD images, you know, swapping sounds in and out of your uh, of your SAM or WPC ROM sets. If and anybody out there has has experience with that, I'd love to hear some feedback on that. I would too, uh, man. I, I've mentioned the the CSI that I've picked up. And uh, I really have thought about digging in. I just have not had the opportunity. Yeah. Uh, and, and in all honesty, I, I, I'm a little uncertain. I don't want to get it to a point. I'm an IT guy, and I'm afraid. I don't want, The first thing I think is if I screw something up, I'll get it to the point where the machine won't boot. From what I've heard, though, it's pretty actually, bulletproof. It's, it's a very bulletproof, or I'm sorry, from what I've read, yeah. it's very bulletproof, and it's actually, it's actually very hard to brick your machine. Well, you, if, you, if you've met me, right? This is true. So but if, it, that's all good, though. If man. you've used Pinball Browser, uh, I'd love to hear some. Yeah, feedback. we want to hear from you. Yeah. So it, it's awesome. So yeah. So like I say, it's uh, you know this smart DMD adapter. It, it's 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 a cable set and a small PCB that that plug that, that plugs into uh, it plugs into your machine, takes the output of the DMD and then runs with it. But you're right. The network capability is critical and is key because you, you could you know you could have. Um, you, you could have a display of the DMD, let's say, in a in a completely different room, you know, and upscaled to two X. So it, it's it just it just looks really really neat. So like I say, uh, just take a look at the thread on Pinside, and um, you know, I'm gonna have to go through and give it a lot more attention and take a look at it and see if it's something that I you know I might want to do at some point in the future. I think it's just neat that it even exists. So do you have that's the link the, up? That's right, the big thing. Do you have the link up right now? I on do. Pinside? Yeah, yeah, I do. Who, I'm looking at. Poster because uh, OGA eighty three Oga uh, eighty three okay. is is the original is the is the is the post author the original the original author original poster so uh, Oga is Oga eighty three is the person behind a lot of this so uh, with a little Google magic here uh, I found the other product that I was thinking of and it, again Whitney and I this is this is a uh, an informational type of a situation. We yep. have not used either of these That's at this right. point. That's right. The product I was thinking of is by Dr. Pinball. It's drpinballco.co.uk, and we'll put this in the show notes. The DMD extender. Okay. And um, he's got a demo of it here next to an Adams, and it's it's probably a 32 or 40-inch uh, plasma TV on the wall next to it. And it, it kind of, you know, I've read about this in the past, and it, 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 I don't think there's a network component to this, but the upside is, and and not knowing the product you were just talking about, Whitney, yeah, or the the project, um, it sounds like since they're using the, the pinball browser, there might be a tie to the Stern Games and the 
WPC games. F- if memory see, uh, supports Sega Data East, oh, the large, the 192 by 64, the large displays. I've seen people use this, this DMD extender. Now that I think about this, uh, I have seen some YouTube videos like where uh, someone has one of the large DMD Sega uh, Data East games, and okay. the, it, it, it failed. So they just replaced it with an LCD and this DMD extender to do the translation. Okay. They put a small, like a laptop display in it. Okay. Okay. So so they were using it to restore functionality, but also gain functionality yes, at exactly. the same time. Yeah. And there's a, there's a little demo in here as well. Uh, DMD extender... Where someone has taken a, a taken a very small display, like from some kind of portable device, like a handheld television or something, okay, and they've put it in the apron of a Twilight Zone. Oh, nice! So you've got the DMD mirrored down in the apron of yeah. your game. That wouldn't be distracting at all. No, Brent. No, no, not at but all. But it's so cool. It, but it is cool. I will say that. So because we'll, we'll it's add cool, links to that. Yeah, because it's cool, it, it, it resonates with me. So yeah. that is so that's that's the whole driver behind it, I guess. So yeah, it, it's something that I think uh need to spend a little more time on. But if if uh you know if listeners out there are you know have not been uh have, have not seen that thread on Pinside just wanted to Make sure that uh, we mentioned it because, man, I, I saw it and I'm like, that is just one of the coolest things ever. It really is. So, Whitney, let's flip over a little bit uh, for a minute to some arcade, some video yes. uh, uh, products and projects. This old game has has uh, uh, released some new artwork. They they have been on fire. They, yes, they have. This past month. Uh, Moon Patrol, if memory serves, that's a bezel and a marquee. And I was really kind of excited to see the Moon Patrol bezel. And yeah. I remember a, a, a cloth thread oh so long ago about will this ever be reproduced? And yeah. if memory serves, it has to do with the way that there's some fading within the bezel. Fading which, within the bezel and, and how it would flake and, and the paint would essentially delaminate, I, I believe. Well, and I know when I say fading, I mean like color oh so oh you mean some some gray some gradients like, yes yeah, some, yeah, gradients. some gradients that's it. yes yeah yes. how how would how would that be uh reproduced vectorized so that it could be reproduced today you yeah. know not having the original films and you know i'd be lying to you whitney if i said i've never bought a cabinet that was a converted moon patrol just for the bezel yeah you know because understand uh i've had the opportunity to buy a moon patrol that didn't have the bezel yeah and it was and I didn't because you couldn't get it. Yeah. So this is this is awesome. Yeah, th- this is huge. So like like I say, uh, Rich uh, Rich Lynn at this old game uh, this past month has announced uh, reproduction Moon Patrol bezels and marquees. And what's nice about this is they are on uh, they're on glass. And and that and Brent, I am such a um, I guess kind of such a fan of of reproductions like this that are done on glass or made available to be done on glass rather than done on plexi okay i I feel that they're far more durable in certain cases yes they may not be uh original they may not be original material that's okay that doesn't really so much bother me i'm up for the improved experience and, and the better durability okay so like i say these are these are on glass and what's nice is the bezels is on uh i'm sorry yeah the bezel is on tinted glass as well so tempered tempered and tinted glass so So really nice is that available now it is available Available now immediately for ordering from Thistle Games website. So, looking here at your notes, uh, and I say you, all credit where credit is due. Uh, Rich has kicked out uh, some artwork for a game that is near and dear to your heart. Oh my gosh, Zookeeper. Yes, and 
Zookeeper, I've, you know, Brent, it's one of those things. It's uh, Zookeeper is a game that has eluded me thus far. I've not been able to get one, and I want one in the worst of ways. You have and all the pieces, right? I have a lot of the pieces, uh-huh. but I don't have a game. Okay, so I've got I've got a lot of parts. You have to, a cabinet? I can. Um, no, not not an original cabinet. I don't. No, but I can. Uh, if I had an original cabinet, or if I had a cabinet per se, I could I could almost come close to building a zookeeper at this point in time. The question then becomes: Am I going to invest all that time in building in building what what is a reproduction zookeeper? Okay, and I haven't just I just haven't come to that point yet. Okay, so so with that. Um, well, your story aside, yeah, I ex- ex- yeah, it's it's all good, man. Because I start to think about, I can what, see the wheels turn. Yeah, the wheels start to turn. It's like, oh, what's it going to take to find a zookeeper? When am I going to get a zookeeper? <laughs> what condition will the zookeeper be in? So on down the line. So this old game has artwork. Yes. So back on the task, uh, this old game has reproduced not only the monitor bezel and the marquee for zookeeper, okay, on glass. All right, but they have also reproduced the silk screened side art and the front artwork, the kick plate artwork for Zookeeper as well. And Brent, this this entire package for Zookeeper has been in has has been desired by by the community for 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 so, for so long. Okay, and I am just so happy to see that it has finally become available. And uh, yes, Brent, I placed my order for Zookeeper artwork and moon patrol artwork uh pretty much as soon as i saw them uh hit the store okay i need to turn around and uh definitely jump in on the moon patrol Uh, yeah that's one of those games i know that that tends to be a uh i love it or hate it or i love it or hate it type of a game and it's kind of a polarizing type of a game and uh, um I'm on that love it side. Me too, and and I love both. Of, I, I I love Moon Patrol and I love Zookeeper. I, I think they're great fun. Um, like I say, Zookeeper definitely has has a, a spot in my heart. But but nonetheless, if anybody has been waiting for artwork for either of these two games, go get it and go get it now while you know while it's uh, it's fresh and it's hot. The good thing about it is though is the artwork is not um, the artwork is not. For the bezels and the marquees, Brent, they're not silkscreen. So, from what I understand, uh, they're they're essentially solvent inkjet that's then laminated to glass. And so, what's nice about that is that uh, they can be printed on demand, okay, oh, that's or, awesome. or as the order is made. So, so there there's not a I, I guess there's there's not a limited quantity scenario going on with any of those. Now, the screen printed artwork, side art, and the kick plate for Zookeeper, that is that. It is all silk screened, and so that would fall under what I assume to be a limited quantity scenario. So, if you need artwork for Zookeeper, cabinet artwork for Zookeeper, you probably want to get that sooner rather than later. Okay, so uh, Rich isn't the only one that's been busy on the on the arcade, or excuse me, on the artwork front. Right. Looks like uh, Phoenix Arcade has kicked out quite a few things, and uh, right off the bat, looks like a Miss Pack Galaga and uh, Pac Man glass cabaret bezels yeah and you know that's kind of interesting that's that's uh, uh honestly you just don't see a lot of cabarets no you don't and I, I i've kind of been in the market for a cabaret nothing in particular because i've got a space down here to fit one yeah and uh 
I know folks that have them, they have a, spe- a special place in their heart. For I know. Them. So, and, and it's, it's difficult because it's, it's, it, you can't get, I guess the upside is, is you don't tend to have a lot of side art on a cabaret, but what art you've got, you can't get. That's exactly right. And, and Darren at Phoenix has done a very good job of taking care of cabaret owners because he carries a lot of cabaret art. And you're right, Brent, because think about it for how many ever uprights there are of pac-man there were a lot less cabarets produced so they're just more scarce and artwork is different it scales different it's sized differently mm-hmm. it, it, everything about it is on a miniaturized scale and so uh, obviously it's not going to be as as lucrative from a profitability standpoint for somebody to reproduce that but it's good that someone has so the next thing they've got um and this this was interesting to me because I never see one of these games. Uh, well, I, I hesitate to say never. Most often, when I see one of these games, the art is is pretty rough. It's pretty thin. And Whitney hit it. What is, what do we what is their next? What's the next thing they've got? Yeah. So this is not like the Price is Right or something. Some kind of game <laughs> show. Yeah. Well, it's it's a pretty big list. And just yeah. wanted to run down it. So track and field side art is is available. Pac Man side art, Miss Pac side art. It, apparently, that's been very high volume. So that's that's now available as well for those cabinets. So. And looks like um uh they might be at a little bit of a reduced price because of the yeah because, because of their volume because of the volume and the popularity now this next the the next thing that they've they've offered is this new because this yes I it was, is it is the, the phoenix arcade is offering star war data e star wars pinball de- decal sets and i assume yeah. that's for the cabinet it is for the cabinet and uh, is that there is that the first bit of pinball that they've gotten into they, they've got a few other items but predominantly they are arcade yeah yeah so so th- this is this is a little th- yeah this is kind of venturing out in, into new territory but it's good to see because it, we know the quality will be good mm-hmm. so i think they're i think based upon what the, the cloth thread said there's they're three to four weeks out so uh nonetheless less so what's all right hit the next one okay so uh this this is near and dear to me yes berserk and food fight glass bezels are coming out so the you know there's there's um (laughs) there's definitely pinup demand demand for both of those products and i think both of those will sell extremely well and i know when i'm looking at your berserk back here is that something that you'd be interested in yes i i'm actually kind of shocked that it took this long for someone to do the berserk um Yes, it's it's not as popular as a pack. Yeah. But there's still a lot of them out there in collectors' hands. Yeah. And when I first got my berserk, I was fortunate the bezel was in really good shape and they are they are prone to flaking. Are they? Okay. Uh they're they're really bad about it. And when I got mine I triple thicked it like you would a pinball back glass. Uh-huh. And as I uh, it was the first one I ever triple thicked and I didn't it's not thick enough. Okay. Because after I moved into this house, I had the game stored, had it wrapped in plastic, and I don't know whether um, I think it was the plastic that kind of did it in, okay. kind of wrapped up. Okay, it'd be in a couple heat heat cold cycles. Okay, so some humidity you think was trapped yep. on the inside. When I unwrapped it, the game was still beautiful, but the bezel was starting to flake badly. I see. Well, so I have been looking for one since since well, I brought the. That, here, you can tell where it is in the game room. That was like the first game that I brought in. Okay. Well, here's the thing. You you got you're, you're close to being able to get yep. that to get that correct. So excited. So, yeah. So uh, so. The cloth thread says that those are in production. Food fight bezels uh, as well. So uh, Darren just says to please be patient on these because apparently, you know, with them being glass and everything.
anything like that, silk screen and all. There's you know there's just you know a lead time on that. So uh, he also mentions uh, he's getting close to taking pre-orders on Tempest cocktail glass and joust glass bezels. Which, now is that that's a joust cool. upright? Uh, from what I understand, it is okay. a joust upright. Yes. Awesome. Um, yeah. I have uh, um, I've got a couple joust bezels and they I've been putting them aside <laughs> at one like moon patrol yeah one in particular was is beautiful and yeah. it was for a joust that that I kind of have on deck to eventually re- unconvert okay and unfortunately I, I picked it up here not too long ago and the paint just slides off right on oh. right under my fingers and the, it, the man that's tough you know that's so. tough so this is one of those scenarios where hopefully the reproduction will be of better quality than the original mm-hmm. and and okay i understand some of the purists out there may balk at that but at the end of the day i just want my games to look good and play good you know and and look like the original game so as long as it fits it fits it looks like they've got a lot of stuff in the yeah, works, man. Yeah, just a couple more, though. They have a lot of stuff in the yeah. works. On the Horizon, Assault Side Art, yeah. if you're an Assault fan, uh, Tempest Cabaret CPOs. And Marquis. Oh, and Marquis. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's awesome. Again, you know, you're getting into that cabaret market. I know. Uh, and I, say, I do see quite a few Tempest Cabarets. I will say that. I, you know, they seem to be one of the more popular ones, mm-hmm. or one of the one of the ones that I see most frequently. How about that? That, that and a Centipede. Yep, that and Centipede. You're right. Uh, and Atari Football cardboard bezels, and all from the original. With the cardboard bezels, probably from a pattern. But yeah, uh, the note we got here is all from the original films. That you, that's your note, Whitney. Yeah. So that's he's print. He's got the original films he's printing from. Yep, he does. He does, and I think he's worked with uh, Scott Evans to get. Uh, yeah to get some access to some of those films cool. from what I, from what I understand so and last but not least here it looks like coming in the end of the year uh ice cold beer uh bezels yes yeah and I know that that's something that's been waited on for a long long time as well it seems like the few ice cold beers that I've seen uh I know Carrie has one in, at the place retro arcade in Cincinnati there's a local collector that's got one even the nice ones it seems like the bezels just don't they just don't hold up well. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the thing about it is, I mean, all this stuff is getting to be 30 years old, 30 years plus. And so the sheer fact that even some of it even remains to be vectorized is is uh, is fortunate. But yeah, so that that is a rundown on uh, what's, new, you know, notable from uh, being new and notable from this old game in Phoenix Arcade. Dude, that's, that's a lot of stuff that has happened or become available just within the past 30 to 60 days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, this one's near and dear to your heart, Whitney. So, yeah, you so, run, run with it. Okay, fair enough. So, we've talked about this on on the past couple of studio episodes where we're uh, trying to organize a rerun of the reproduction Nintendo Coin Doors from Take Man on Clove, and I'm happy to report that just within the past week or so, we have uh, exceeded the the 20 commitment or the 20 interest uh, number that is required in order for uh, Take Man to go ahead and, and open a pre order. So, thank you for anybody who hopped on that interest thread if you're listening here to the show and it looks like we will actually have a second run of reproduction Nintendo coin doors both dual coin slot and single coin so slot he, as well he just needed a minimum if someone listened to this one's a coin door oh yeah you, can, is, st- that, you can still get in on I, it that it, sounded too much like an infomercial yeah, man. I know, so I know. Whitney is this a limited time yeah, offer yeah I, I know dude but you know it's just so much stuff yeah. is, is happening and going on so, but I, I'm, I'm can jazzed. somebody else jump in is that the moral of the story yes anybody okay. anybody can jump in uh the the pre-order has not started uh 
this was just gauging interest and he needed uh, an interest list of 20 people or more okay on Clove we were able to get to that number now I'm what I'm assuming will happen is is take man will start in a bonafide pre-order and then he'll run the pre-order for let's say 30 days or 60 days or however long he wants to uh, run it and then at that point that that's when there will actually be a time limit on it okay, okay. so yeah, yeah if you're listening to the show we'll have a link to the cloth thread out in the show notes yeah uh if you need a nintendo coin door sounds like this is the time <laughs> yeah and brent the, the last one that i've got here on my side uh before uh, before you run through uh the remainder on your list is uh the poor old mappy marquee project dude it died a horrible death and so oh. yeah i mean i, I was i'm you really so jazzed about that I, I know i was so excited about it but um phoenix arcade like i say was was kind of um was kind of organizing that per se and so it was going to do the run on it but we just could not get enough people people interested to commit to it and so um so darren went ahead and canceled that and rightfully so i mean he gave it ample time and it just did not come to fruition but uh he did say that at some point there may be there may be the ability to to redo this project in the future but he would have to sell a lot more product on other projects in order to fund this uh getting this marquee done just due to the the size and the relative difficulty of of the number of colors and you know the dimensions of the marquee mm-hmm. and how big it is and everything so unfortunately it's dead uh, and I'm, I'm sorry i'm sorry to have to say it but uh you know for anybody who did hop in on the on the interest rate on that i, I thank you for doing it so i'm going to flip over uh on the pinball side real quick actually okay. i'm going to make a couple transitions so first off uh a, a, a modification a mod for uh for a high speed and there's a there, there's a thread posted on Pinside by a poster, and I'm going to try to hit this. Arcasun? Arca- that's, that's, uh, yes, you say it like it looks, and that's how it looks. Arcasun. So yeah, Arcasun. He, he is out of Bulgaria, and he has uh, he has a high speed. The mod that he made, and actually the original post on Pinside started about two years ago, and he wanted to make... Oh, okay. Um, this has been in the making for a while. Yeah, he... It, in looking at the history of it, I think he's had it for a while. Then it, it basically it it bubbled up recently. Okay, and then uh, he cross posted in July on Clove. Oh, so his okay. idea was to make uh, a police light like you would see, like is reminiscent of a police car, a U.S. police car from the eighties. You know, okay, very similar to what you you know the vintage of the game. Okay, so the original thread goes through a couple iterations of what his you know the genesis of his idea and uh little lights and uh kind of handmade and you know service mount leds and how he kind of changed that up and what it what it morphed into was two lights in his game uh one on the rightmost spinner and the other on the leftmost spinner mounted to the little bracket that basically holds the spinners for the quote-unquote highways on the game and they were tied into the flashers so when the flashers would hit the the little police lights would stroll back and forth uh uh, red blue red blue okay several videos out there it's it looks really nice I, I bet it's pretty sweet so a couple folks had already ordered and received them and i jumped on board the mod two a set of two lights it's 35 bucks plus ten dollar shipping so i went ahead and i've placed the order uh, a couple weeks out i haven't received them yet uh, i'm kind of on the edge right now of where i'm going to reach out and touch base and see because you know it's bulgaria it's bulgaria dude you know yeah. uh 
we're gonna see it's not like priority mail yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah so uh i have noticed that I can't recall if it's on the pin side of the cloth thread, but uh, uh, an additional you know person or two has also received theirs and have had positive reports. So okay. I'm kind of excited. I'm waiting for I'm waiting for it to show up. And you know I mentioned the high speed earlier, and that'll be something that'll go on when I shop the game out. So awesome. We'll dude. have the link out That'd there. Be pretty sweet. It looks sweet. You know he 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 has done it from the pictures and the videos. The mod it 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 looks really nice awesome. so it's subtle yeah and then when time when, it, when it's time for it to take action it takes action and, and, it, it and i'm sure it, i'm sure it probably adds a lot to the game you know just from a just from a from, from a visual satisfaction mm-hmm. standpoint it just it probably just adds some depth to the game so we'll have links out there to the threads in the show notes cool all right uh flip back over to the the arcade side real quick chris moore uh, over on the the tokens only Pardon me, the tokensonly.com website. If anyone has ever heard Chris names Chris's name name before, it would be generally in relation to Berserk. Chris seems to have a a warm spot in his heart for Berserk, and understandably has, so. Yes, yes, he has done uh, a few reprints of the Berserk control panels. Okay, and I, I believe there's actually even two color variations, and and over time, Chris has done both. So. Uh, now that's that's an original panel on mine. I do have one of Chris's. Okay. And uh, I have been kind of waiting to get a bat stick. Okay. And I have acquired a bat stick. Oh, okay. So so in, are these hard to come by otherwise? The bat sticks? Yeah. I don't see them come up that often. Okay. Um, I, I haven't actively looked for one. Okay. And uh, um, but I've had my eye out. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Now, yeah. My, my berserk it's been converted over to a Wicko stick and. If you look at it, Whitney, or if you've got a Berserk out there, the Wicko stick, the bolt pattern is different than the original bat stick. So I've got an extra set of holes on my control panel. And the shame of it is, is that original control panel is beautiful. Yeah. So even if I had a bat stick, I'd still have, still have the holes. four more holes yeah. internal inbound. And yeah. they, they would be rough holes. They weren't yeah. factory punched holes. Exactly. So... I've been keeping my reproduction control panel kind of in reserve in hopes of finding a bat stick. And then eventually my, I would like to build the original control panel back out or okay. the original style. Yeah. I have acquired a bat stick and I have also discovered that Chris is in the process of offering what is ostensibly a rebuild kit for the stick. Oh, I see. So if you're, you got a berserk, you've got the bat stick or you're going to build you a bat stick based control panel out for, for your berserk, you might want to get in touch with Chris. Uh, the kit's 25 bucks. It's uh, more or less, I haven't utilized it yet, but it looks to be all the hard parts to re- take the stick apart, the the internally threaded metal spacers, nuts, bolts, all those bits and pieces. Nice. If you look nice. at the stick from the side, it's kind of built in layers. Okay. It's o- almost like an Atari gimbal stick. Is. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it literally it's almost built like a like a building, like stories of exactly. a building. They're stacked on top of each other. Exactly. Yeah. And then one of those one of those layers, one of the floors of the building is uh, <laughs> it, it's like the grommet. It's, it's a good analogy. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a it's a slab of rubber i don't okay. want to downplay it but it literally it's it's a piece of rubber that is kind of this the grommet for the stick okay got it and gotcha. in this kit kit uh crit in this kit say that faster three times in this kit chris <laughs> yeah in the kit chris includes 
two pieces of rubber, one that's already been punched and then one that has not been punched. And uh, I believe mine is, is kind of scribed to f- go ahead and point out the center so that if you don't like the punch Chris has pre-made, you can make your own hole of a different diameter for a different oh, field of the stick. I see. Okay. So the whole kit is 25 bucks. And that's a lot of value for $25, yes. man. And he's he's currently working on the uh he's currently working on the instruction sheet. Okay. So uh you can get the the kit now and we'll have Chris's email in, in the show notes and you know his website like I said is tokensonly.com if you want to reach out to Chris. So Cool. And let's flip back over for our our last our last piece of uh you know what what I say product palooza here yeah product palooza our last bit of product palooza here yeah uh well actually this is dual purpose pinballtoppers.com we've had Dave on the show uh-huh he 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 met with us when we were when we were live up at, at the place retro arcade a couple episodes ago Dave does toppers for pinball machines pinballtoppers.com and uh while we were there the conversation kind of came around to toppers for video games yeah and uh, i kind of joked with dave he's gonna have to come up with a new url and some of those have come into fruition so dave right now is making a donkey kong topper and it's really cool there's a i think there's a there's a picture where have you seen this picture whitney i have i have seen one picture of it is on carrie's side or is on his side for the life of me i can't remember i'd have to go back and look it up but i have seen a picture of it and it is cool yeah well it's it's very well done quality's there so it's donkey kong throwing barrels and it's underlit with a an rgb led strip so you can set the color or you can have it go through i guess a pattern and just and just cycle through colors and it's uh uh, etched on acrylic or plex of some type. Yeah, it looks like acrylic to me because it, it looks to me like it's thicker than plex mm-hmm. and, and, and and more rigid and durable than plex. But, but that's, just looking at just it, just looking at yeah. it though. Well, the quality, the clarity of it, the is, clarity is, is higher than what I would assume out of just a piece of everyday plex. That's glass. exactly so right. It is really pretty. Yeah, and it looks like he's gonna have ice cold beer and punch out on the quote unquote coming soon list. I don't know what he's got plans for, but while we were there, we even talked about doing an interactive one for like Spy Hunter. Yeah. Or Tempest. Uh, or Tempest, you know, where like yeah. you got the zap button. Yeah. Or, 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 or Punch Out would be a good option too, because you've got the you've got the you know the the, the KL button and everything like that as mm-hmm. well. To when you hit a certain button, the topper then actuates. And, you know, and, you know, Dave has got a lot of experience doing that with on the pinball side, yeah. tying into whether it's flashers or some action in the machine, and then driving it with a relay. So yeah. Uh, it's it's a natural extension to to move over into the video side. So it's more stuff to buy, <laughs> but, I, but neat stuff. I've got. I'm glad I got kind of low ceilings. Yeah, yeah. You, you are you are lucky. I, I don't uh, I don't fare quite that well. So I would have room for all that stuff at my place, <laughs> for good or bad. So Whitney, I think that wraps us up. Whew, that's, Man, a, lot that's a lot of stuff, of stuff going on. A lot on. of stuff this month, Brent. So yeah. So why don't we take this and let's roll let's roll into uh, some news and it's a little bit of industry news and some feedback before we uh, before we go ahead and close out the show. All right, Whitney, awesome. Okay, Whitney, it looks like there's a little bit of industry news that we should touch on, and then I guess we'll roll into a little bit of feedback. Yeah, it sounds good. And Brent, you know, there there's times when recording the podcast, you want to. 
you want to strike the balance between what's topical and what's timely and then what stands the test of time. But, you know, if somebody's coming back and listening to the back catalog a year later, but this is pretty big news in, in the world of pinball. So I, I think it's uh, I think it's definitely worth mentioning here that it looks and, and I know that most anybody who's in the pinball scene has probably heard this already. But I, I did want to bring this up and kind of get your feedback on this uh, and get some input here. But it looks like the, the next license for Stern is going to be The Walking Dead. And so I know Pinside lit up when this news was broken as it being part of an insert for yeah. one of the for what the season four blu-ray set that was the that that was the kind of the coolest probably oh and i wonder if they did that on purpose you know if they did kudos to them and if they didn't kudos to them you know because they win either way you know the the kind of the the worst kept secret of uh the next title was the walking dead that's seems like everybody was talking about as of late the news had, had more or less sort of leaked out and that that was the direction that everybody was pointing yep and you know i'm just now as of this recording whitney i just fired up stern's homepage, and they haven't officially announced it no yet. no they haven't they they really haven't but they've they have alluded to it quite a bit if if you follow their facebook page um, that's where i was going right now yeah if you follow their facebook page they've actually had a couple of posts on the facebook page that that very heavily hint towards confirmation of the what, walking dead do you know what their you know what the banner is on the top of their facebook page it it's, I think it was a zombie, like a zombie picture or something. It's, a, it's like closed doors with zombie looks like fingers coming okay. between the cracks there, of the doors, there and you it go. says don't open dead inside okay fair enough so yeah so they changed it um they they must have changed it recently because about a week ago it was uh it was a a picture of a couple of zombies and it looked like it had like a cross or something like that on it so nonetheless it, it was it was um like say one of the worst kept secrets in pinball i do believe (laughs) (laughs) so what do you think about that license and that title do you do you think it'll be a good one for stern do you think they'll make money on it oh i think it's going to sell I mean, it's gonna it's gonna sell like proverbial hotcakes. I think it will go and gangbusters I, for I, them. I am not a zombie person. Yep. I never got on into that the the, the genre. You know, the genre. Yeah. There you go. There's, it's zombies and vampires. It's to, all that it is. To get a twenty dollar word to yeah. describe genre. Yeah. Genre. I've not been in that genre. I think yeah. I, I've used that several times. A show genre. <laughs> I've used my allotment for the year, but. I've I I'm just not there. Yeah. Now I, I think the joke between you and I when we talked about this a little bit was, um, it, it's not my theme. Yep. But look, watch it be the best pinball game for a game ever designed. And, and you know the thing about it is, is that. I, I don't watch The Walking Dead. I haven't, at least to this point, I haven't done a binge watch on it or anything like that. So, so, you, can I, play the, so you can play the pinball and understand it. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't really know much about the show other than the theme itself, you know, the just the, the overarching, you know, part of the theme, the zombie part of the theme. But what I will say is it seems like the hype machine on this has just been an overdrive for so long and people have been anticipating it for so long that there seems like there's a tremendous amount of pent-up demand for this for this title or, or I'm sorry for this license mm-hmm. so I, I think Stern's going to do really well oh on yeah it. I, that's that's my take good on, on it good on Stern oh I yeah mean, great um if they can take something that's that's huge in popular culture and appeal to that crowd yeah and then marry that with a good game so that it applies to what i guess is the core the base audience right 
uh i mean that's 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 the the I, I, i'm getting that's all the these definition of success well i almost <laughs> said the proverbial win-win and I'm, yeah. I'm like i'm scattering all of these little catchphrases yeah. the entire episode and uh, it's so you know where I'm coming from. Yeah, I, mean, I do. I mean, good on them. Yeah, good on them is right. So that means they'll make money. That means that we'll, hopefully we'll see you know three more titles that, that come out after that. Now, have so. you heard who the designer is supposed to be? I, I have not. No, have you? Uh, don't hold me to this, but I, I believe it's John Borg. Oh, okay, cool. So, um, you know, I, I'm <laughs> we we I haven't at least of this. There hasn't been any artwork out. Yeah. No one, uh, no one knows what the, uh, the the back glass looks like, and you know, as I said, Stern hasn't even officially said, yeah, it's going to be The Walking Dead. Yeah, looks like it's going to be. Looks like it's going to be at least at this point. Now, by the time that we release this show, you know, a week or ten days or two weeks out or whatever, then it, that could have all changed. But at least at the point of this recording, that's what it looks like. I, I think. I mean, I think they're going to hit they're going to get a hit a home run with this. Yeah, I, I do as well. So like I say, I'm looking forward to seeing what it turns into. So, you know, hopefully if, I, if they do well, then like I say, we'll, we'll see another three or four titles come out of, come out of Stern and Stern. They are kicking stuff out, which is awesome because yeah. you know, they're, uh, the line is running, they're employing people, yep. they're successful. Yeah. They're bringing games into the hobby. Um, I personally think it's going to help kind of work, we can talk about this on another episode. This might be a good topic. That's going to work to all of our advantage because I think it's going to help bring some of these, some of the prices down on existing games. And yes. it's going to, it's going to help everybody get games. Yeah. And, and, and like I say, as long as there's demand and Stern is able to meet that demand and continue to go forward, then everybody wins. So, so what, all, right, stuff. all right, Whitney, uh, they got a couple other pe- uh, pieces uh, in the works and both of these are kind of near and dear to your heart oh they are they are so the next one was one that i did not see that i did not see coming but it was announced here very recently it's it's a re-release of acdc pro and it is a it is a led version of that game so uh, i do own an acdc pro and i bought it back in 2000 early 2012 and uh, it is all incandescent so this is this is a LED, a factory led version of ACDC Pro and they've also incorporated an upgraded uh an, an upgraded toy on the playfield for the for the Hell's Bells, okay, or for the Hell's Bell rather. So it now swings and much more like what you would see on on the premium in the LEs. Now it from it, it it's it's a swinging bell. It just yes, it, it is tied to the game. Is there any optos or, or no? Do you know? Not not in the pro. Okay. There is no optos. It's just a swinging bell. But the premium and the LEs do have the optos. So so then it becomes an integral part of the, of the gameplay at that point in time. But what's nice is it, this this does have the redesigned stern back box. So it's it's a little more modernized looking game. Uh, and so it's uh, it's neat, you know. And with the with the LEDs, it just uh, I've seen pictures of it and it looks fantastic. You know, Brent, when you and I played. ACDC Lucy down at the Southern Fried Game Room Expo. I think I made the comment to you is it's like when you when you put the ball into play, it's almost like the the, the play field literally lights up like a UFO landing or something like that. I mean, it, it is just so bright, and you can see everything on the play field. I just immediately fall in love with that type with that type of setup, and I think that's a large part that that I that's a large part of the pro- 
problem that I have with, with some older pens that I have a hard time seeing everything that's on the play field. If it's dark or if the if the lights are just not very good or the you know the GI's dim or whatever, and LEDs just tend to LEDs just solve this problem. And I'm just I'm a big fan of LEDs. I haven't jumped into the LED world myself. Uh, I want to. Yeah. And I I've seen bad LED. Oh yeah. LED yeah. jobs. Oh yeah, yeah. You can you can botch a game. There's no doubt. Yeah. And, and I do have to qualify. It it needs to be done tastefully in the same vein as the original lighting for the for the. I'm sorry, as was delivered on the machine. Mm-hmm. I just want better. I just want better uh, ability to see the playfield better. Gotcha. Okay, that's what I'm after because I, I, like, I enjoy the game more. I, and the games that I've played that have been converted to LEDs, I, I'm a fan of the LEDs. Uh-huh. I, I like both. I, I don't favor one over the other, so to okay. speak. But I do like LEDs, even yeah. in older games. Uh, when we visited Phoebe Smith in Cincinnati, she's kind of got uh, uh, the setup uh, of where I would like to go when I start to LED a game, which is. She's got a, a manufacturer that she tends to like, yeah. which makes sense. It's a manufacturer that has, and hopefully I'm not giving away any secrets here, Phoebe. She's got uh, a manufacturer she likes that has a wide array of LEDs and different brightnesses and different, you know, uh, angles of view. Yeah. And and she, she has a selection across that product line. And if she needs to tailor an LED to a spot, like uh, a specific insert where the socket just doesn't fit like the rest of them on yeah. the play field she's got the pieces and parts there so she's got a you know we we she, do this. she maintains a lot exactly. inventory yeah. you know if you're going to work on games pinball or video you you tend to have an inventory of parts yes and i really believe uh if you did a little homework you could probably build yourself that inventory for about the same money as just a pre-made kit yeah for, yeah. for a given title that's exactly they, right they tend to be a little pricey they, they do they, they do and then you could do it your way yeah exactly you, you can do it your way or at least even if you start with a kit you can customize it at some point in time so the nice thing about the leds is that they're they're relatively inexpensive i mean most leds go for anywhere from the 50 to 75 cent range up to the dollar 50 to two dollar range so depending upon capabilities and ghosting versus non-frosted and all that make, kind of stuff make a note whitney and i'm not making any promises because i can't speak for her but maybe we need to have phoebe on and do led it, talk it, it, you know what she would be a very good source of knowledge on that topic so uh, yeah i'll put that here into the her one games note. are, be- are they, beautiful they are they, all her games are beautiful so dude i'll put that here in the one note show notes and we'll we'll uh her, hers we'll, we'll and her, her and Lars games let's yeah. just there you go yeah yeah that's it the, yes <laughs> their games How about their that? games yes. yeah so so the next piece of news is one uh, of course uh, kind of uh kind of alluded to or, or not alluded to i'm sorry wrong word Sp- spoke to at the very beginning of the episode was the iron man vault edition so it, that's that's a lot of work on stern's part over the past you know over the past 30 to 60 uh, to 90 days so iron man vault edition of course is is out and uh, it's one i picked up here not too long ago i'm looking forward to playing it so yeah it's uh you know a re-release of uh, of two titles and potentially a, a very very popular title or what will surely be a very popular title coming out soon so have you heard about oakland california uh no sir i haven't whitney's giving me that quizzical yeah, look like what does that have yeah, to do yeah, with anything yeah exactly you're gonna have to explain so the short of it is is oakland uh they are one of the cities or were one of the the, the remaining cities that had a pinball ban oh I, yes just, now, now i know what you're talking about for, yeah for, and i'm looking at um actually this is on radio shack site because uh, there's a tie to Radio Shack here. So after 80 years, the residents of Oakland, and I'm reading from Radio Shack site, 
Uh, for 80 long years, residents of Oakland were banned from playing pinball because the game was viewed as illegal gambling. All that changed last month when the city's long prohibition of pinball was finally lifted. So how are they going to celebrate that? Radio Shack has given away an Iron Man Vault edition. I can think of nothing better. Yeah. So that that's awesome. So starting August twentieth, and it in the turn. It's a tournament. It ends on September nineteenth at nine thirty uh, p.m. Pacific Pacific time. Uh, here's the rundown. So if you're in Oakland, yeah. And it just says Radio Shack's new interactive remodeled store in Oakland, and uh, so that'll be one of the ones they won't close. Yeah, my my impression of Oakland is it's a rather large place. I mean, I've never been to Oakland. Neither I have I. Yeah, but uh, I've heard of it, and so I'm assuming that it's somewhat large. Yeah, you know, because yeah. Louisville. I mean, I, I'm. 10 minutes from a radio shack now and 20 from about three or four of them so if you're in oakland you you probably know where this is but uh if you haven't heard about this run over there uh tournament uh august 20th and it ends uh, september 19th players must be 18 years or older uh have through the 30 days you have uh, uh time to qualify for the finals so basically you play to qualify players must score over 50 million points okay. top 16 scoring qualifiers are invited back to the finals on september 20th and then the finalists will be in a bracketed tournament and whoever wins takes the game home and that's a pretty good deal man that is a pretty good deal and definitely for for a sweet game dude so i I know that uh like i say i've enjoyed iron man a lot when i've played it and i'm i'm got high expectations for the vault edition as well so (laughs) it should should be pretty nice so real quick here's my take on all this stern and this is i have nothing to back this up other than just what, what bounces around between my little ears and there's a lot of space in there stern has had a lot of breathing room to put some development work into the walking dead so yep um they, they've had opportunity since they've they've continued to run acdc uh-huh. i know metallica is still running uh-huh. star trek is still running yes um they've went to the vault for iron man that's right and i mean there was a little update there because they they had new cabinet they had new audio so uh-huh. there was a few things that they had to had to kind of deal with but they weren't building a game for, i know they re, right. they re-deal, redid the iron monger toy yeah, they, they did they, so a molding yeah they kind of upgraded the mold some of the the toy moldings the leds and then the sound for but, iron man. you know you're not tying up your your principal designers doing that that's you've right. got your mechanics doing that not that that's not important but you yeah. got your audio guys and your mechanics doing that so it makes I'm, you wonder it makes you wonder you know is there going to be a huge leap forward in technology with the walking dead they're going to have an operating system board set change yeah um, some, maybe sam v2 or sam 2 or something like that who knows but are they going to move to an lcd of some yeah, type I, you know the timing is ripe for that if if it is going to be done they've had breathing room yeah they they've definitely well they've made breathing yes, room yes yes yeah so it, and i'm sure that the whole uh medieval madness remake with them getting part of the line tied you know tied up for that as well has given them breathing room also well, that also gives them it keeps the line active and they continue to have revenue yeah they, they have they have money that they can funnel into r&d and to get a new version of pinball essentially or a new version of their you know pinball product out the door so i guess we'll have to wait and see but you're right the timing is uh the timing is definitely on their side yeah, when absolutely. it comes to that so all right whitney so a couple kickstarter projects uh beep 
a documentary history of video game sound. Yeah. Now, Brent, now these these two Kickstarters, and, and, and man, I love Kickstarters because it's especially ones that, that you that you know have got a reasonable chance of, of being funded and make it. And these these two Kickstarters here we'll talk about real quick are arcade related naturally, but um, these come to us via Twitter. So they they were they were sent over to our Twitter account, went and took a look at them. It's like, oh yeah, I mean those those look like you know those look like very very good uh very very good projects and we hope they fund but yeah beep is is essentially a documentary on the music of video games okay and so um we'll, we'll have a link to the kickstarter inside the show notes and on the blog post for everybody to go and take a look at that uh you know at this point in time brent it, it you know it looks like it's got you know 26 days to go uh it's right at twenty eight thousand dollars of its forty thousand dollar goal so now it, it looks like it stands a good chance of making it now i haven't looked at the kickstarter yeah this is what's cool i know we've talked in the episode about we like our reach to go a little farther so that we can provide the service that we feel that we're providing, which is that information. Yeah. Well, this is information to me. Have you looked at it? Is this, is this video game like arcade games or is this everything? From what I read, okay. From, from what I read on the Kickstarter page, it does, it does span the, the, the generations. I guess you could, you could call it that. Okay. So, you know, it's, it's taking a look at, Everything from you know the the early EM games, you know what what would be considered you know the mechanical games, all the way up to today's consoles, uh, and and then the the music and the orchestra and the composition of the music and everything like that that goes from uh, that, that went from making the simplest of games to the most complex mm-hmm. of games and everything in between. So what I so it, it's a documentary, but it's a documentary about music and and about video game music. Now, have you ever heard of video games live i have and i've actually gone to see i it. have seen that yes and you know something i i want to give a shout out my uh my in-laws actually got me a ticket to go see that um with, with my wife and i to go see that uh on my birthday one year uh, oh, several cool. years back so i sit there and as soon as they started playing you know donkey kong and everything i was like yeah <laughs> like that and, so and everybody looks up and is like who is that dude is it's that like guy? i'm just a guy who loves donkey kong man you so know? so what video games live is is <laughs> Uh, I think I believe his name is Tommy Terrorico. Yes, and it is. He has had uh, involvement for a long time in the music side of video games. Yes, and he has a, um, a, a traveling show that. And actually, I'm looking at the show dates now. He's about ready to. Oh my gosh, he's he, he's not coming to Louisville. Is no, he, no, no, oh. no. Let's see. So we're in August. We're in the front of September. He was just in China. Oh, wow. He had four shows in China, and then he's in Utah. He's going to be down in Atlanta in October, Alabama, and then he's going to Antwerp, Belgium, Manchester, England, London, Paris, France, Finland, uh, Germany, the Netherlands. I mean, he's all over. So anyway, he has collected uh, music from video games, and the show, when I saw it, started out with Palm, just ding, ding, ding. Yeah, exactly. And um he'll do it with an orchestra yes and it's and, very highly produced oh it's yes amazing. it's highly produced yeah. and uh f- the show that i saw i understand that it changes quite often the show that i st- saw basically started out with uh your early black and white like a pong and then yeah. went ran into your like your donkey kong your frog or your pac-man all played live uh-huh. with an orchestra yep. and then 
a huge projection display that's timed with the music of the game. Yeah. And then it moves in and it covers Super Mario Brothers. It covers consoles all the way up to the most modern most yeah. current games yeah so so you see halo at the yeah. end of it you see halo and, and it's and all played live yes, it is it, it's it's impressive so i don't know that of course all we have to go on is just what's inside the kickstarter yeah. you know description i don't know that it's going to be on the level of that per well, se this I'm but, looking but at it's going to be aimed differently yeah this is a documentary Tommy's show is a show. It is a show, yes. And it's interesting to see how it progresses, just or listen to how it progresses. Yeah. And then you can see the game as the games and the graphics progress with the video portion of it. But yeah. this t- seems like just the documentary portion that takes a different angle and it, it that does. really kind of i like the behind the scenes stuff yeah, i do too and so so th- this kickstarter project kind of it, it, it actually resonated with me a little bit because having seen video games live you know myself it, it it immediately struck a chord with me and i wanted to know more about it and i haven't backed it yet but i may very well before it's all over and done with because it's it this is something that i would very much so enjoy sitting down and watching yeah all right, and uh, we got one other Kickstarter, Geek On, a yes. new arcade in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yeah, and this is, so this one comes uh, via Twitter and Clove as well, and this Kickstarter is for uh, a family that is a husband and wife team that is starting up a, a new arcade and console kind of, I guess, bar, so to speak, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And what, again, we'll have the link uh, to the Kickstarter in, in the blog post for, for everybody to see, so would encourage everyone one to go out and, and support anybody who's opening up a new arcade in today's in today's time so and i think that's the interesting part here when you look at you know people who uh who say okay i'm going to make this my my vocation i'm going to make this my job and i'm going to take my savings and and i'm going to invest it and this is my dream and this is what i'm going to do i've got a lot of respect for that and so like I say they have uh, started up a kickstarter to help them fund the opening of this uh, of this arcade so would ask that everybody uh, give a look at it and consider uh, consider supporting that so uh and I can attest to you know what what, what Whitney. There's another one. Say that one fast <laughs> ten times, Whitney. <laughs> Whitney's mention of of supporting the folks that do this. I yeah. mean, we personally know we're personal friends with Kerry uh, uh, Cheney up in Cincinnati. We mention him all the time. Yeah, the place Retro Arcade, and he has he's jumped into the hobby with both feet. He's become very active. He was at the Icon event. Uh, at the site of the old Twin Galaxies arcade in Watumbwa. Yep. Um, that's a hard one to say. I know, that's a hard a one tumbwa. to say. I have to think about it in order yeah. to say it. It doesn't just roll off the tongue. And, and he, he gives, and his family, they, they're all in it. They give their all. And uh, um, it, it comes back around. You know, I think Kerry, I don't want to speak for Kerry, but it, it, Phil, that he's made some good friends. He's got, uh, the, the business uh, appears to be doing well. Uh, I have fun every time I'm up there. If you're around Cincinnati, stop in see carry yeah. yeah it's good stuff man any and like i say anybody that decides you know that, that essentially follows their their passion and follows their dream they, they deserve that support man so we we hope that geek on does extremely well and we hope their uh their kickstarter is is a success here's where we should chill for the podcast whitney yeah uh we visited carrie's arcade and done several live shows so if there's uh, uh an arcade out there somewhere that would like to have the broken token podcast broadcast live from the facility let us know man let us know <laughs> yeah we 
to and, go on the road. Uh, we're more than happy yeah. to. And, and, to, and to I'll even it. use turn by turn directions this oh, time, Brent. Yes, I was thinking. I, I was thinking, foot the, foot the bill for a plane ticket, and we'll show up anywhere. <laughs> That'd be pretty sweet, <laughs> wouldn't it? Hey, man, we've we've got a turn couple, by turn, turn by turn, man, me. forever, oh. forever. So, uh, so do we we do have uh, before we get into the um, before we get into the the special announcements uh, section here, close out the episode, Brent. We do have uh, some feedback that I wanted to go through and, and got some uh, email feedback and some Facebook feedback this month. And and Brent, I will say the Twitter has been alive. Uh, I, I've been manning the Twitter feed, getting a lot of you know feedback on Twitter, and we certainly appreciate everybody who's uh, who's mentioning us in posts. And I try to make sure that I stay on top of that and uh, you know respond back and everything like that. It's just neat to see everyone who's talking with us uh, via Twitter. So everybody who's using that, thank you very much. Keep it up, man. We'll we and we'll keep uh, we'll keep the conversation going. Now, don't say anything bad about me on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I, Whitney Whitney does an awesome job too. Uh, we talked about it earlier in the episode. A man in the the backs the Facebook page since he tends to be on Facebook quite often, uh, and we've both been working to add content to that page. Check out uh, check out our Facebook because we 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 I've got some cool videos up there now from some from an AO uh, an AO. E uh-huh. show from 1982. Yeah, it's with, just neat stuff with, the, with a young Eugene Jarvis. I've got that yeah. video out there. Um, there's there's some cool. There's a there's an audio recording. I just discovered auto audio recording of Chubby Checker. Yeah, doing uh, a background vocal for what was to have been a Dig Dug commercial. And, and you would think that that would be something that you know might have shown up on a Buckner Garcia. Yeah, album exactly. At some point, oh yeah, you know? yeah. but yeah. it's so 80s. Yeah, and. Whitney and I had have had a talk during the break, and he's 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 got me convinced I need to get back on the Twitter bandwagon. So <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be out there watching. Yeah, it's it's awesome stuff. So, All right, so, hit it, hit so, it, so Brent, our first feedback comes from listener Brian, and he is uh, Supersonic Brew on Twitter. And Brian writes in and says, "Hey guys." Quick introduction on my end. My name's Brian from Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm Supersonic Brew on Twitter, uh, which you read on the last episode. And I use that handle because I'm a, I'm a beer lover and biber as well as huge pinball fan. Well, you know, I'll say this, uh, Brian, that would be me as well. So that's all good. <laughs> and so, biber. This yeah. is big word yeah, episodes. It is, it is. And that's another $20 word. So... Uh, and he says, Bally's Supersonic really holds uh, a place in my childhood, so I can certainly appreciate that. So Brian goes on to say, I met you guys at SFG while unloading a truck of games. You both introduced yourselves as part of the BT podcast. At the time, I hadn't been listening, but have since been listening to every episode. And God bless you, Brian, for going through the back catalog or whatever. So we're, we're, glad, we're glad you've hooked up, man. Thank you. He says, I couldn't agree more about what, makes, about what made the show, and likely other shows, so much fun, the people in the community. The games are great, but the people you meet, whether fellow hobbyist or arcade uh, slash pinball famous, and the panels are why are, are why I enjoyed it so much. For what it's worth, I've already booked my room for next year. That's awesome. That's good to know. He's ahead of me. I need to do He's that. He's ahead oh. of me, too. I need to do it. And yep. He goes, I must say, too, that Podcasting After Dark was my favorite session, followed by all the arcade banter with the arcade, legend, or with the arcade legends throughout the weekend. All right. I want to hold you right there, Whitney. We yeah. didn't mention uh, our... Um, the, um, Arc, help me, uh, Preston Patrick. Yeah, the game room junkies. The game room junkies. Yes. They have released the arcade legends panel. So no, no the podcasting the, after the, dark. Excuse me, the yes. podcasting after yes. dark. Yeah. Panel. Ooh, am, it was awesome. I am dude. falling apart. Whitney. It's, it's all good, dude. It's all good. It, so our, we're, our listeners are actually experiencing <laughs> my breakdown live, live on the show. Live on the show. That's funny. So 
uh, podcasting after podcasting dark. after awesome. dark. It was awesome. Yes. Make sure you get over to uh, the Game Room Junkies their their website. Get yeah. on their feed. Yeah. And download. Oh, it. It, that was awesome. It was it was crashed by Billy Mitchell. It was all the oh podcast. yeah we were pod crashed. It, it was it was all the podcasters at FFG SFG doing a you know a late night show. It was it was fantastic. Okay. Sidebar over. Yeah. And so Brian uh, Brian concludes. He says love the show and thank you for helping me. Oh no get no back. no no you forgot the your paragraph up oh my bad yeah, sorry about the, that yeah he says regarding the smoking high speed thank you brent I, my, my eyes went down too far regarding the smoking high speed he goes he attached a picture uh that, that he took when it happened and so that that was cool so i've got that i need to i need to forward that over to you brent he says i was uh over helping put legs on the machines when one of the hotel workers plugged it in and let all the magic smoke out other than the obvious we were uh concerned the sprinklers were going to go off <laughs> hence the hurricane inducing fans can you believe that that, and that I'm is, glad he had that. That is crazy. I'm, Brian, thanks a lot. Because before the, the last episode, <laughs> I went, I had seen the picture somewhere online. Yeah. And I think it was on someone's Facebook. And, and I went looking and I could not find no, it. No, but we now have the picture, Brent. So, so Brian, thank you for that, man. So, Brian concludes. He says, guys, love the show. And thank you for helping me get back into the arcade side to balance out my pinball passion. Signed, Brian. So, Brian... It's awesome, dude. Thanks for taking the time to write in. All right, Wendy. So it looks like the uh, we've got a little bit on uh, feedback on Facebook. Yeah, and so so I, I, Brent, I went through and, and picked out uh, picked out one of the Facebook comments that I just thought was really cool. And the Facebook page has been very active. I mean, we're posting what I'd say at least around one post a day, if not maybe two some days. Mm-hmm. And, and so we're keeping it keeping it moving. I mean, you've been doing a lot of the the work on it lately, Brent. So thank you for that and keeping it moving throughout the week. And so you know, we pick up a lot of comments and a lot of likes and. I mean, I mean, our like count, Brent, you know, or the Facebook acti- page activity has gone up significantly over the past two months, as we talked about at the very beginning of the episode. So, thank you for everybody who who's been who's been helping to contribute to that. If you're out there, we we would appreciate it if you would jump on and give us a like yeah it helps keep you in touch with what we're doing between the shows yep uh and and real quick too whitney was just able to change the url thank you for mentioning that and we are now finally at facebook.com slash broken token and it did take it did take some work so when i got that done i texted brent i'm like dude you won't believe how happy i am i finally got that done so we we got we're able to get rid of the of the longer url and actually claim the claim the name for the podcast so yeah mission accomplished on that facebook.com slash broken token so like we say uh one of our uh, one of our facebook fans his name's ben avery uh he commented on, on a couple of posts and most notably the one about the moon patrol reproduction and ben says dude he goes i've been listening to the latest episode he goes it's taken me over a week to get through it <laughs> totally awesome and and i laughed so hard when i saw that comment and i i, I responded back i responded back to ben but ben the one thing i'll say man if you're listening here ben it's not our episode that was totally awesome ben it's you that are totally awesome so so thank you for that man so yeah so so brent i'll tell you i'll continue to pull pieces and parts of of the facebook posts and stuff like that but yeah like i say twitter's been twitter's been on fire you know the email feedback and but we've even gotten some email feedback that i didn't have time to get included into this month so i'll just have to i'll just have to you know circle it in for next month but you know man we've had people contact us and it just it's great so thank you for everybody who does that we love to hear from folks 
yep. uh, email, Twitter, Facebook. If you see us at a show, come up and talk to us. Say hi. Yeah. You know, we when we actually get to speak with someone that listens to the the, the guys with the southern accents exactly it, it, we really appreciate it it, it sticks it, with us yeah, on top it, of that it lets us know that folks are getting value out of what we do <laughs> yeah yeah so 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 that, that's that's it for this because we do it we do it for love we do it for love that's right that's right so speaking of seeing us at a show yep we have an announcement to make we will be on the road. Whitney and I are going to attend the 30th annual Pinball Expo uh, to be held in Chicago, Illinois, October 15th through the 19th. Now, this is a long show. It's a Wednesday through a Sunday. Whitney and I have not nailed down our exact plans. Uh, I don't think that we're going to be there, Whitney, as early as that Wednesday. Yeah, probably closer to the end of the week, but we'll, yeah. we'll be there the end of the week through the weekend. Right. Yeah. So it, it, I say Chicago. It's actually in West uh, um, Weston Chicago North Shore Hotel, which is in Wheeling, Illinois. Yeah, I think that's a suburb of Chicago. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. So you know, hopefully, uh, if if everything works out, we're not just going to be attending the show. Uh, we'll be able to take part into into some of the some of the actual pieces and parts of the show. Yeah, and uh, we don't know what that entails yet if anything yeah so. we're still working on that but we know that we will be there and uh we know that we'll be we'll be covering the show and you know having some content uh from the show but yeah this is their 30th 30th year brent so it promises to be huge okay and you know of, with all of the you know normal I, I would say panel discussions and presentations and everything they do one of the things that's going to be big is they're, they're going to have nolan bushnell there this year and he's going to be, I think, uh, essentially the keynote speaker at the at the big banquet that they do. Uh, I think it's on Saturday night, maybe. I have to go back and look at the schedule. For some reason, I've not been able to get the schedule completely nailed down yet. But, uh, but yeah, Nolan, Nolan Bushnell is going to be there. So that's pretty big. Oh, and speaking of other famous people, uh, I think we're going to have some representation from uh, the Game Room Junkies. Yes. Maybe yeah. Preston, I, Preston or Patrick I, th- or I think both? Bo- I think both of I think both the guys are going at this point. In time. And yeah. uh, a, a little birdie's told me I think Walter Day is going to be there, mm-hmm. and perhaps Billy Mitchell. That's what I understand, and uh, other podcasters as well. So I think I think the plan is to do a podcast panel the same way in in the same vein as it, it as it was done at uh, Southern Fried Game Room Expo. So that ought to be a lot of fun. So yeah, so Brent, we were very graciously invited up. So I'm yeah looking forward to going. And I will go ahead and say Whitney that. Uh, uh, our understanding is is that a couple of folks in the community were uh, uh, nice enough to kind of speak out on our behalf. Yeah. Whit- Whitney and I had already talked about going up anyway. Yeah, Whitney had had signed on uh, to go. He's committed to say, "Hey, look, I'm going to go." And then I don't know, maybe two or three weeks ago, I said, uh, Whitney and I were talking. I said, "Yeah, I'm just I'm going to go too." And we yeah. really hadn't gotten to the point to announce it on the show. And uh, since then, several things have kind of fallen into place, and a couple wheels have been moving. So, yeah. for for folks out there, you know, we really appreciate thank it. You, thank, thank you, thank you so thank, very much. Thank you for thinking of us. So we're we're going to do it upright. All right, Whitney. So there are a few other shows. That let's let's touch on things coming up uh, through the end of the year, and I guess sure. even in early 2015. Sounds good. People man. can start putting little pins in their calendar, and making decisions <laughs> about where to go. Where so, to go? 
Of course, obviously, we just mentioned it, Pinball Expo in Chicago, October 15th through the 19th, Mm -hmm. Uh, Weston Chicago North Shore Hotel in Wheeling, Illinois. Yep. The next one is going to be uh, the Classic Gaming Expo. So CGE, as uh, sponsored and uh, I think largely uh, coordinated this this time around by uh, our friends at the Retro Gaming Roundup podcast. So uh, SoCal and uh, Mike and SoCal... Scott and UK Mike, I guess, are going to be they're running that show, and that's going to be September 12th through the 14th at the Riviera Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada. Las Vegas. Las Vegas. I would love to make it out to CG, dude. I, I would, because here's the thing. I'm a closet uh, cartridge collector for the 2600, okay? And dude, I have been... I know nothing about that. Exactly. And, and man, I, I've been on a quest to complete my Activision collection, and I'm slowly but surely making progress on that. But dude, I love—I so love the 2600, and I know that you can go out there and get a lot of a, a lot of good good console gaming um, cartridges and equipment and things like that. I'd almost fly out there with an empty suitcase just to bring stuff home, you know. So, or you know, get a box and ship, and it, ship back. it back. Home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, I don't know if I'd want yeah. to go through TSA trying to explain. That's, where that's all a that good. Is. You know, that's a good point. So yeah, so you get a box and ship it home. But it, but my my point is is that it would be great to go there just from a you know just from the console collector in me just to love to see what's going on and, and they're not just consoles i mean yeah. uh the it is RGR, arcade and everything right the yeah. rgr guys they cover all retro gaming console yes. handheld computing. arcade pinball computing yeah. so uh cge my understanding is i've never been to one but my understanding is, is it's in that vein as well so. it is and it seems like it's a pretty live time so if you listen to the guys at retro gaming roundup they cover it and uh it, it's it just seems like a great great time and they have a lot of industry people from or a lot of people from back in the day in the industry back in the 80s that, that show up and, and that talk and just give a lot of good insight so it's to me i feel like it would be a great show to go that, to. that's one of the things i really enjoy uh, on the rgr podcast is yeah they do quite a few interviews and yes. it's it's uh, they always have good interviews. It's good interviews I mean, it's and it's good people. It's with historical. Good and it's it, historical. That's right. And you, you know, it's kind of funny. Sometimes you'll you'll think there's got to be this mystique behind some game that you really enjoyed or some piece of technology, and there's always just some silly. No, we just we Steve just did thought this. it was a good idea. <laughs> yeah, <you know? laughs> I've learned I've learned so much from listening to their podcast and the, the interviews on their podcast. It's 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 good stuff. Good stuff. So. November 21st through the 23rd, 2014, Orlando, Florida, is the Free Play Florida event. Yes. Brian Jones, who's proc on Clove uh-huh. and uh, I guess a driving force behind GameStencils.com, he's yeah. one of the organizers. Yep. And I, I'm trying to recall if I've ever had any business dealings with Proc. He he was at he was at SFG. Oh, was he? He was. Yeah. And, and I know the name from from forever and a day ago. Yeah. He's been very active in the hobby. Oh yeah. And I, I just, very very good guy. Oh he's, yeah, very well. He, known. He, he's helped me out on on a couple of projects. Yes. With, with art and stuff. So yeah, he's a solid solid guy. I don't think I've ever had the opportunity to to purchase any of, of his products. But yes, absolutely solid guy. Yeah. So this is billed as Florida. Biggest arcade pinball and console show. It's a double. It's at the DoubleTree Hilton, located close to SeaWorld. Twenty thousand square feet. <laughs> That's some space. That's a lot of space. So they're going to take the airplane out, <laughs> yeah. and they're going to bring in hundreds of machines from the latest arcades, pinballs, 
uh, to the classics. They're going to have a Papa tournament, uh, arcade tournament, console tournament, cash prizes, panels. Everything. Man, it, it sounds like it's going to be action packed. Wow. Yeah, that that would be that would sounds like that's going to be a lot of fun. And man, and it's bookended right there at the at the Thanksgiving holiday too. So hopefully it, it work out. You know, from a break from work or what have you. So the next one, Brent, is uh, January sixteenth through the eighteenth, twenty fifteen, in Banning, California. It is the quote unquote arcade expo and this is billed as southern california's largest arcade exposition and um you can find more details out at arcadeexpo.com they also have a facebook page as well and uh vector invader on clove is a gentleman by the name of dave danzara so he's also um the, the the filmmaker behind the documentary the video craze is one of the primary organizers of that show as well so if you're uh at that point you know at that point next year if you're able to make it out it it looks like it's going to be a good show they've done um you know they've done a lot some layout videos and things like that already and it's it looks like it's the production quality looks good it looks like it's going to be a good show awesome i i I remember that hitting quote unquote kind of being announced by the the appearance of a facebook page a couple months ago and there wasn't a lot of info out there yet but my impression is it's coming along the the number i keep hearing is like 700 pieces i know it sounds like it's going to be nuts just off the hook I, i just cannot imagine that yeah yeah next up is hometown show the louisville arcade expo March 6th through the 8th, 2015, the Ramada Plaza Hotel here in Louisville, Kentucky. And that's the same facility we've, uh, I say we, it's like, yeah. we have nothing to do with the show. You know, <laughs> yeah, the, the, or, the organizers are just polite enough to, <laughs> to let us to, to let, let us, us show be. up. And yeah. then if they see us in public, they'll say, hey, how you doing? And then they'll, <laughs> I got to go make a phone call. And they'll disappear. Yeah. You know, I got to take this. I'm here. It's on vibrate. All right. I got to take this. Uh, Louisville Arcade Expo, ArcadeRx.com. Uh, we've had Matt and Jeremy on the show before, and was Joe here? I don't. No, Joe. Joe was not. Joe here. Joe was not here. Joe's, yeah, yeah. He so wasn't here. you know, hopefully, coming into the the front of the year, we'll get Matt and Jeremy, and hopefully uh, Joe as well, to sit in with us for a segment and, and talk about events. I, I don't have any information currently, so uh, I don't know what what the speaker panels may look like uh, and the like. But let's just say if if past years or evidence of what's going to happen it it's going to be a great show yeah, i mean yeah. this show has had last year uh the likes of john trudeau we had uh, a skype in with python angelo which i believe uh as sad as it is to say was python's last kind of appearance at, at an event yeah uh the year before whitney was it the year before was roger sharp mm-hmm. yeah it so was. uh and it, we've had skit b was last year we had the predator down so yeah it is it is always a show yeah always a lot of fun so yeah it's coming up next march man and thing about it is that that will be here before we know it yep yeah and shortly thereafter is yeah southern fry game room expo so that's uh, i've heard of that show yeah it's already billed uh for june 2015 so you know as that draws closer we'll have more info on that as well but uh that show's going on and uh, i am already looking forward to going back you know same thing sweet in a similar vein to Louisville arcade expo um if history is is 
any example of what's to come. It's going to be gonna, an awesome it's show. Be an awesome show. An awesome show. So Brent, that uh, that takes us to the end of uh, our quote unquote birthday. And I say that B I R F day, birthday, birthday episode. So dude, it's been awesome podcasting with you for a year, man. So I look forward to uh, look forward to many more. Yeah, I, Whitney, it has, it's been a ball. Uh, I'm glad that the schedules have calmed down because I was about ready to replace you with John Salter. <laughs> He's a sweet sounding dude, isn't he? He's smooth, isn't he? No, that'd be smooth. S M O O F. Yes, exactly. So, Whitney, happy birthday. I didn't even get us a cake. I didn't. Uh, well, we'll have to just forego the cake, dude. So, it's all good. But, yeah, dude, I, like I say, looking forward to uh, looking forward to many more years, man. It's been pretty sweet. So uh, if if you've picked us up on your podcast client, uh, we're we're available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Xbox Music, and we would really appreciate it if you go back into iTunes and leave us a review and rate the podcast. It really helps. We've talked about this in the episode. It really helps to get us noticed and it helps to increase our reach. Yeah. And one other thing that, that I would also mention is, uh, in, like Brent had uh, said a little bit earlier, is uh, on social media, uh, we can be found uh, at Twitter at, at Broken Token and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Broken Token. And that is updated as of this month. So, Brent, we're going to have to get with Christy and, and have that uh, have that one special part of the uh, of the outro kind of recut, yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I was just, change I was that just, URL. Thinking, I was yeah. just thinking of that. And, yeah. uh, uh, we may have to do some work on that. Yeah. We'll get Christy back in. You know, the real vocal talent exactly yeah and and kind of get the intro and the outros refreshed again hey dude it's a new year so why not we we ought to do that and of course we can always be found on our website at uh, www.brokentoken.com so with that brent we'll go ahead and we'll close out our anniversary our first year anniversary episode episode number 15 of the show we thank everybody for listening we we love our listeners so guys gals everybody have a good time thanks for listening and game on Congratulations, you made it to the end of another episode of the Broken Token Podcast. I promise they'll do better next time. Maybe next episode, they'll actually listen to me for a change. Just go easy on the guys. They don't have a lot to work with, but I know their moms would be so proud. We want to hear your feedback, comments, rants, raves, and otherwise, both good and bad. Drop us a line via email at podcast at brokentoken.com. You can also call us at 470-2-CALL-BT. That's 470-222-5528. And leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you, and we might play your message on air in the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broken Token and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash brokentokenblog. Britt and Whitney are always posting content between the official episodes, and it's a great way to stay involved with the show between the shows. You can find our podcast on the iTunes Store and on Stitcher Radio. Just search for Broken Token and subscribe to the show. Like what you hear? Please consider leaving us a review on the iTunes Store and on our Stitcher Radio page, as the reviews help out the show. Please visit our website at brokentoken.com for articles, reviews, restoration logs, direct show downloads, and expanded show notes for this and every episode. Once again, thanks for listening. The Broken Token staff would like to extend a special thank you to the real vocal talent of the show, Christy Litzy. And that's me. Cha-ching! Music for the Broken Token Podcast provided by Kentucky native bluegrass musician Gary Brewer. Please visit brewgrass.com. That's B-R-E-W-G-R-A-S-S dot com for the latest information, show dates, and to purchase music.
I don't know, you know, my microphone tense or whatever, how you, however you want to yeah, call so it. We've never done this before. <laughs> okay, Whitney. So looks like we've got a little feedback, but first, that sounded terrible. It sounded like the intro to the nightly news. <laughs> yes.